you got me thinking if it was really worth it Putting it all at this effort just to end up less than perfect But on our great intentions, something used for our protection Or are they just another way to force out imperfections? I guess I'm just effective, pointed in the wrong direction The library in my head has one fucked up selection Now children, pay attention, or you'll receive detention Cause after this, you'll be tested on your own reflection Here's a code, you got this many days to use it, guys I <laughs> I was just trying to be nice. I have I two disc plates because you know I just I, bought a second one. I know I see it. It's really and it dope. conveniently came really fast no, because I, I actually, the, the shipping's like, pretty solid on it. Honestly, I'm like if if you said yes to the bit, I would be all in. But I'm probably gonna eat it. What bit? We're already recording. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh God damn it, man! God damn it! Welcome back to the Forty Ounce Fridays podcast, episode ninety six. Six, we are we are hitting the second half of the uh, road to 100. Don't mind if the volume slightly changes. I'm adjusting uh, the the playback of the sound as we go along, just so we're not too loud or too quiet. You know? Yeah, this motherfucker uh, wants to fuck with me in the beginning of the podcast, and I do I, it as a sound I think text. it's our thing now. Our <laughs> intro is that we don't have an intro, <laughs> so we just start mid conversation. I'll tell you what, my favorite podcasts are the ones that do fumble on the intros. There, because it, it always is like this, like someone <laughs> mid conversation or something. It's like mid conversation, or we just don't know how to. I'm like, I, I think that's, I think that's our shtick. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I wish I had the power to do it to you, but I mean, <laughs> it only took me 95 episodes to really be like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of cool with this. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, guys, we are back for another Road to 100 episode on uh, part six of the Road to 100. The subject is. Merry Christmas, BoJack! We're going to be talking about the show BoJack Horseman and why BoJack Horseman is a perfect horse. The show, not the person. He is not far from it. Um, oh, yeah. So, to, to get ready for this, Ryan and I have already watched the whole series before. I watched most... I watched everything but the last eight episodes with you. I watched the last eight episodes by myself. That's right. I remember I watched the first half of season six with you. Because I remember sitting there at the end of that episode. Yeah. Well, he was. And then it rolls. I was like. <gasps> yeah. And then I remember being home when the last eight episodes came out. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to watch it. Oh, dude. I'll, I'll never forget. We'll talk more about it when we get to that. But I'll never forget when we watched an episode called Free Churro. And it's yeah. like, I swear, every instance I watch that episode, it's like, not only am I or the people that I'm watching it with silent, but the world around me is mm-hmm. silent. I when I watched it um, the other night, I'm like still my favorite episode of the entire show. It's so fucking <laughs> like, oh uh, yeah. But um, to refresh, uh, over the last like three and a half weeks, I rewatched the show. It's my second time watching it, so I I, I did it to refresh because I hadn't I hadn't watched any of it since the the series finale. Ryan, this is like what like your fourth time? <laughs> um, I think it's, it's technically this is my second complete complete okay um but every time a season came out i watched the seasons multiple oh times. okay it's a re it's so just, mm. even the first half of uh season, season six, six i've seen quite a uh, okay. few times um overall it's one of my favorite shows of all time yeah it's it's great yeah it's great i i already loved it the first time watching it but watching it again i'm like yeah definitely for me perfect course perfect just like uh castlevania <laughs> um I would also say Arcane is up there too. I know Ryan hasn't watched Arcane yet, but I, I'm telling you, when you watch when you watch it, so good. I've, I've been thinking it's about it. It's up there. Just because I hear good things. A lot of people like it more than Castlevania. I personally don't, 
but that doesn't diminish it. I, I think like season one of Arcane right now is like perfect horse territory. Mm. I won't say it officially just because like I usually do that for whole series. I would yeah. say that for. Yeah. So, but so far, they're off to an amazing. Fucking so pretty start. much like part of the head of the drawing. Of oh the yeah, horse so far is a we're, we're already on the way. We're okay. already on the way. They could get very lazy. Yeah, we we could have like a okay. horse that's like almost perfect, and then his face is derpy. We could have one with a beautiful ass, uh, a really deformed body, and a nice, beautiful head. We can have the ugliest horse, but damn, look at them hooves. Uh, speaking of horses, one horse that's pretty much just uh, crappily drawn, <laughs> um, <laughs> just as a whole at this point, is the live-action Cowboy Bebop, which was canceled Yeah. after one season, I think like three weeks after it officially aired, canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still doing my review. Uh, as as we speak, we're currently recording uh, December twelfth, so this is going out Friday. What what, what what's Friday? Friday is the sixteenth. Sixteenth? Yeah, yeah. So this is no, it's going out on the seventeenth. Seventeenth, sixteenth. That's right. We're stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's going up. That's why we're doing um, calling a Merry Christmas, Bojack, because uh, the next time we record, it'll be New Year's Eve. I think the next episode to release will be New Year's Eve. So that'll be our New Year's Eve episode. Yeah. So uh, we're doing the early little Christmas thing and getting Bojack just because, you know, twofer. But yeah, quick little news bits. Uh, Arcane's great. Cowboy Bebop, not so much. Live action Cowboy Bebop, not so much. I'm still writing the review. Uh, I want to hopefully have it out by the end of the year. I want to have it out because it's kind of like an episode zero testing thing I want to do. Okay. I want to have it out by then. So um, it'll be up in audio form. I'll probably just upload it as like a episode whatever point five, you know, outside of the road to one hundred and whatnot. Just as a test, and I'll probably try to upload it to the to the YouTube channel because I want to do more stuff with that. But um, I think that's it. Well, uh, other quick news: Sonic, uh, the Sonic uh, Two movie came out. This not came out. The trailer. The came trailer. Out. The Sonic the Hedgehog Two trailer came out. <laughs> very good. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It's very good. First Sonic the Hedgehog movie, pretty solid. This one's looking like it'll do better, so I'm I'm really happy about that. Yeah. Aegis Elba as Knuckles, perfect. I uh, I feel like this one's more faithful because there was a lot of shots that I was like, I remember seeing that shot. Like the first shot of the trailer, mm -hmm. he's standing over a building and there's police going under. I'm like, that's the opening scene of Sonic Adventure. Yeah. Like there's a the, lot of faithful. Even to even it. the scene where um Sonic is like spin dashing at Knuckles and Knuckles just like stops it. Yeah. That's like from Sonic Three. Yeah. When Sonic's like super Sonic and he's flying through the forest, that's how they introduce Knuckles. Like stops him yeah. and then takes the emeralds and runs off. And of course, the whole plot with like Eggman tricking Knuckles, so mm. Sonic and it's, him will be enemies. It's a, he's always gonna be tricking. It's the whole song and dance. Yeah. Um. What? Uh. My. I. I'm curious because some people are like thinking about what a third one would be. If like this one's Knuckles, like. Do you think uh, Eggman's still going to be the overall villain, or is there going to be something I could, bigger? I could, I could see um, Eggman kind of being like a trilogy villain. Yeah. Like, if they really plan on making this, like, a big well, kind of series, like, past I, three movies, I can see, like, um, Knuckles and Eggman kind of being the villains of this, and then Knuckles, you know, joins up with them officially. Yeah. And they stop Eggman again, and then uh, three, they could introduce kind of, like, more characters, like Amy and stuff like that. Yeah. And then kind of just end that, oh, Eggman's the big bad guy, like, movie trilogy storyline. 
And if they go past that, then they introduce, like, shit like Shadow and stuff okay. like that. I can see, like, if they started up a second trilogy, it could be, like, Shadow and Chaos and all that shit like that. That I like that better because initially... And Eggman's, Eggman's there, but he's, like, yeah. more Team Rockety. More, yeah. like, joking relief. Well, because, like, I was thinking about it, too. What I feel like is, like, they wouldn't d- dive into the entirety of the backstory of, of Chaos, unfortunately. But it could even be what happens at the end of this one. Because it seems mm-hmm. like his power source is... Uh, were the Chaos Emeralds in the first one? In the first Sonic movie? Yeah. No. Okay. I think that's that's being established now. Okay. So do you think they're going to do the whole Master Emerald thing here? I think that's what they're going for. Because okay. Knuckles is supposed to guard the Master Emerald. Yeah. But what I'm wondering is if like maybe Eggman shatters it and then Chaos gets released. Mm, that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have to see, but I can definitely see like um, the Eggman trilogy kind of being like that first yeah. section in the Sonic saga. Yeah. If we really get like a big Sonic expanding universe, and then every movie they can just introduce new people. Like like I said, the next movie they could probably introduce like Amy. Yeah. And then like with the next trilogy, they could introduce like Shadow, Big the Cat. Yeah. <laughs> just shit like that. Just over time, just, like, add more characters in. You don't have to, like, drop them in all at once. If that's the case, then you know who has to be the villain of the third Sonic movie? <laughs> Metal Sonic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be <laughs> dope. And then we could do... See, even even then, like, let's say at the end of, like, the third Sonic movie, that's when we first see Super Sonic. Yeah. Because then they could do, like, a Super Sonic versus Metal Sonic kind of thing. Yeah. Because Metal Sonic's going to body the shit out of Sonic if they get a third movie. Well, I feel like the first time we see it, it might be this one, but Sonic's not going to understand it. And mm. then, but in the third one, he's going to be like, all right, I'm training with the Chaos Emeralds, and then oh, they God. get stolen. Chili dogs. Chili dogs. <laughs> Knuckles is just like, I'm Idris Elba. (laughs) Uh, Marilyn was like, Sonic's voice seems kind of annoying. I'm like, oh, it's Ben Schwartz, uh, Rutabaga. And she's like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. So it it fits now. (laughs) No, it totally fits. That was was good casting. (laughs) It's like when you think about it, you're like, oh, wait, no, that works. But at first you're just like, what? (laughs) That's not Sonic. Oh, but it ah, it works. Can, Can we just say that Idris Elba had one line? In the entire trailer, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god, it's perfect!" <laughs> he said one fucking thing in the entire trailer, and everyone's just like, "It's perfect." He was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, like, "Does like it I... look like I need your power?" And he fucking sucks. <laughs> he basically just called Sonic a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Damn, nailing it, nailing mm. the voice, nailing the voice." I'm, I'm real excited. I did see a uh, somebody joking around when they, when they, uh, they brought up a past Idris interview. He's just like. Knuckles is gonna have like a sexy voice, and then somebody was like, "So that was a lie." <laughs> <laughs> so y'all getting turned on by fucking CGI echidnas? Oh, yeah. uh, I love how some people on Twitter are like, "Oh, when Sonic uh, Two comes out, everyone's gonna be thirsting over a cartoon echidna." And a lot of people in the comments are like, you think Idris Elba is the reason we're thirsting after this echidna? We've been thirsting after this echidna for like 20 years. Also, the same people complaining about that are probably the same people complaining about the Lola Bunny redesign and and Uh, Space Jam 2. So you niggas is all weird is what I'm saying at the end of the day. I also like uh, Knuckles' design because he's like... He's like bigger than Sonic, clearly, he's, he's but he's cool. not like bulky. Yeah, he's uh, like he's not a like mixture. Sonic Boom. Sonic. Yeah, he's a mixture between Sonic Boom and like normal Knuckles. Mm-hmm. I don't mind Sonic Boom, Sonic. Uh, uh the 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 animated show. Yeah. The games are awful. Yeah. <laughs> the the animated show Knuckles is great. Yeah, 
But uh, I, I do like that design where he's just not like super swole. Yeah. He's just kind of like, that's a big dude. Sonic, yeah. he going to beat you up. <laughs> like, I can't wait to watch him run with those arms. The <laughs> punching him. <laughs> just beat. Imagine him just beating the fuck out of him. Dude, the first time we see him glide, like. Yeah. <laughs> I need the scene of him just like. Sonic on the ground and Knuckles just on top of him, just, just over and over, and Tails has to like swoop him with the plane and pick this nigga up. Sonic's crumpled body out of the house. Uh, my, my legs, Tails, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> like, he has to get folded the first time they fight. He has to. Yeah, oh, he will. <laughs> and I'm here for it. And Knuckles will just laugh. I, I'm always down for Sonic to get humbled. <laughs> and then Knuckles will throw him over the, the waterfall and become the Black Panther. Yes. <laughs> And it's just like I also like the angle they're going at, where like you know Sonic's young, he's 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 a he's a yeah. little edgy teen boy. Yeah. So I, I know you want to be a hero, Sonic, but you gotta you gotta you gotta follow the rules, man. And he's just like, but I'm Sonic. The rules are fools, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> the Knuckles beats his okay. ass. Oh, I should have followed the rules, Dad. Best shot in the trailer though was Sonic and Tails in the winter helmets. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they pull. I was like, that's adorable. Yeah. I'm really I like I never thought I'd be like so excited for a Sonic movie. Yeah. But the first one really like went exceeded my expectations. I was like, whoa, this is actually good. Oh man. Holy shit. <laughs> no, I'm excited for it. Yeah. And then the game awards brought up a, a lot of stuff, like we're getting a Wonder Woman game, we got a little trailer for that. A bunch of games. You can you can look them up. I'm sure you guys already saw. So we're not gonna get too deep into that. I just wanted to do the quick news bits and updates oh one last thing uh from my guilty gear strive fans first off shout out to my guilty gear strive fans game of the year fighting game of the year at the game awards oh nice fighting game of the year also tales of arise best rpg so two right. two for two um, those were my two favorite games Gar this guardians year. Of the galaxy best narrative. best narrative yeah they, they it was a really it's a really good story <laughs> i feel bad for psychonauts 2 because psychonauts 2 is really good and it won no awards Aww. and i feel like it deserved awards but you know it, it's a bummer. X-Play did um, like a little like their award show mm. where they pitched like their games of the year and Psychonauts 2 won X-Play's best game of the year. Okay. So, and it, I'm just like, ah, that's a bummer. Um, it takes two one game of the year uh, for 2021. Yeah, that was interesting. Which is well-deserved because everyone that's played that game has told me that game is fantastic. People are like, oh, we need innovation in games. Oh, we need this and this. I'm tired of playing the same thing. And I heard it takes two did all those things people want okay. in a game and people are just like oh play this but it's just like everyone that's played it has fucking loved it also i believe the game's like 30 dollars, and you get two copies oh cool because it's meant to be played co-op yeah so you and like a friend or you and like your girlfriend or spouse significant other what have you can play together so 30 dollars gets you two games that's actually really cool. Yeah, they're the same people. The studio's the same people that made um, A Way Out with the two guys trying to get out of prison. Oh, that's right. So, so the, I guess that's like you know their thing. So good for them. Well deserved. Well deserved. That game I've heard like not any negative things about. So, okay. Yeah. Well, um, I actually got some unfortunate news. Um, oh. Uh, legendary Spanish musician uh, Vicente Fernandez died today. Yeah. So yeah, I actually heard about that. Actually, people meant, were posting that. I meant to bring tequila, but I forgot. Oh. Uh, Marilyn is distraught. Okay, that's why you wanted to bring tequila. Because at first I was like, why, does this, why do you want tequila? Yeah. I want tequila at my house. I don't drink that. <laughs> I, I pulled up and I was like, fuck, I forgot it. Does he have any? <laughs> I do not. I'm the only person that really drinks in here. Yeah. Uh, I do want to bring up another Death Then if we're bringing up that one. Okay. Um, 
I believe her name is uh, Keiko uh, Nobumoto. She is actually one of the main writers for Cowboy Bebop, the anime oh, series. Yes, I, I heard and she uh, created the show Wolf's Reign. She passed away recently as well. So a lot of people are broken up about that. Like I said, like I've said before, Cowboy Bebop is regarded as one of the best anime series of all time. It's a classic regardless. People have heard about it even if you haven't watched it. So the the person behind that, one of the major players behind that series and some other great stuff, uh, is no longer with us. So that's another little tragedy. Uh, but may she rest in peace, man. She was young too. I think she was like only in her fifties. Oh wow! I think she was like fifty-one or something like that. She wasn't very old. It was pretty interesting how close it was to the cancellation. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's just like back to back. Yeah, I don't think there was correlation or causation. It was just no, no. The the live action just had bad ratings. Yeah. yeah, it was it was definitely coincidence. Yeah. Um. Also. I want to say, you guys arguing about the live action, whether you're on the side that, oh, it shouldn't have been canceled, this and that, you guys just hated it from the start and didn't want to support it, or if you're on the side of, good, that show was absolute ass, you like that, you have trash taste in, like, shows and whatnot. Stop arguing. Who the fuck? It's done. It's done. It's done. And, like, people complaining, like, oh, you guys didn't support it, that's why I got canceled. You were the same people who were saying, if you don't like it and don't want to see it, don't watch it. So they didn't watch it, and which is why the show got canceled. I would have loved if that show stayed and made a second season and tried to do a little better. I'll talk about it more when I do my review, but it sucks to see it go, but I'm not losing sleep over it. But at the same time, niggas who are hating on the show, let people like things. Jesus Christ. Like, ugh. Like, I, I'll shit on Jump Force any day of the week, but if you like Jump Force... I'm not gonna shit on you as a person. I'm not gonna say you have bad taste in something. You just like something I don't like. And that's that's the way it is. So please, guys, it is really not that serious. The anime is still there. It'll always be there. Um, let that shit go. Life goes on, you know? We'll see what happens with the Yu Yu Hakusho live adaptation in 2023. That's coming out in December 2023. Wait, who's making it? Uh, I think it's being made in Japan. Okay, that doesn't mean mean it's gonna uh, be good. I know, but it, it, it <laughs> there's there's those a lot those, of trash adaptations. The, the trash trashier ones are easier to ignore when they're not. Oh, yeah. when they're yeah, I I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, but um, I don't know, man. I didn't think the show was like that bad. I didn't think it was good, but uh, it had a lot of potential to be better. But like a lot of Ryan was talking about it before, like a lot of other shows, like yeah, that's. That's what happens. Like, freaks and geeks, Firefly. Like, oh, freaks and geeks. That shit hurts. Yeah, yeah, man. I I never got a chance to watch Firefly, and by the time I like was really hearing about it, I, it only had one season, so I didn't want to watch it. Yeah, that's kind of where <laughs> I'm at. Like, I know the some of it, and I've seen clips, but like, because I don't want to be like, fuck, man. I wish there was more of this. Yeah. I, I I'm living. I my hate life that. It. I hate that feeling. Yeah. But Which freaks is, and geeks, I wish. I know, I wish. Which is why I haven't fully caught up with Hunter Hunter. I know like the gist of everything that happens at yeah. this point because it's been out for so long. I personally haven't read up to date because that nigga ain't made a chapter in over like a thousand days. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think way more than a thousand days. Like, it's been a long time since the Hunter Hunter chapter came out. I'm like, that shit not ending anytime soon. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, that's that's just how it goes. The anime's still there. For everyone to enjoy on Netflix and Hulu. And um, yeah, the review will be coming. The review will be coming. But Ryan, how are you? Let's let's get that out of the way. Um, 
Well, I uh, got so caught up in some of our stuff uh, yes, last last episode, mm-hmm. I forgot to tell my fact. Oh. Um, did you ever hear the story of how I uh, ruined, uh, not ruined completely, but like at least ruined the bit of a comedy show? Did you really? Yes. Okay, tell me. Tell me All what right. happened. So, uh, disclaimer. Um, back in back in my rambunctious days, when I would stomp around downtown Long Beach looking for trouble, I uh, I took a little piece of paper and put it on my tongue. Oh, and, okay. I okay. And um, <laughs> God, <damn> I uh, <laughs> went to. I ended up going hanging out with like uh, a couple people, and we decided that there was a there was a comedy show at Quesada. And we were like, let's go. So we went and we were watching. And like, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was like tripping, tripping. But, you know, I was feeling good. I was drinking. We're sitting there. And he's talking about, I don't remember what his bit was before. But then he started talking about goals. And it's good to have goals. Everybody's got goals. And then he looked at me and he's like, like you, do you have any goals? And my... My world kind of shattered right there. He picked the wrong oh, person to ask if you have goals <laughs> because I sat there for a second and was like, "No." Oh, <laughs> this is kind of like that awkward laughter over there. Uh, yeah, like, and you know, the group I was with were cracked up because they're just like, "Yeah, that's Ryan." <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, I would have laughed. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he doesn't have goals, and he was like, "You don't have goals?" Well, and I felt like he thought I was heckling him, but in oh. reality, I rethought my life that day. <laughs> Golly, well, look, man, it was a it was a life changing experience. Oh man. <laughs> nah, it wasn't. <laughs> Continue with my bullshit the next day. Hey, hey, man, that. look at look at you now. Look at me now. You're a co-host on a podcast that's made exactly like a dollar fifty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Goals. <laughs> we made more than zero. Yeah, that's a profit. That's a profit. <laughs> Ooh. How much did you guys make? 150. 150? No. No. 150. $1.50. But Anchor calls us like, hey, we're going to give you some pay. And they tell us, and you hear me on the phone. And I'm like, put a one and two zeros on that, and you got a deal. How much do they make? We got $1. <laughs> Woo! Saw that joke of Futurama. But, um, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Currently, I'm on a... Va- By the time this comes out, I'll be back at work. But I'm on a little vacation. I uh, just... Uh, months ago, I asked for some days off just in December. Um, I was gonna go out and do stuff, but I'm saving that for something in 2022 that mm. I'm gonna be doing when I take another vacation. Nice. Like an actual vacation. Excuse me. This is more just days off to relax. So I've j- Today, I've just been at home kicking it. Uh, normally would have been at work. I finished BoJack. I finished, um, I had like eight episodes left, so I just watched the last eight episodes after I got breakfast. And then I was, uh, starting up the Cowboy Bebop review. I was, uh, sitting down, uh, organizing and ranking, like, my favorite albums of the year, because I'm getting ready, we're getting ready for the New Year's yeah. thing, so I'm going to talk about that. Um, and just chilling. Uh, so I pretty much planned out, like, for the days off. I'm going to be relaxing, but I'm also going to be catching up on, like, 
personal work I want to do aside from my actual job. So like today, like I said, I was doing the review. I'm going to be working on that a little bit every day too until it's ready to go. Uh, tomorrow, I'm probably going to be doing music stuff. Like uh, getting more into like the albums and like getting my final take on what's going to be like my top 10 What's going to be my honorable mentions? I already kind of have a gist of what I'm going to do, but I want to listen to like, you know, my favorite songs from each one more more time before I make the final judgments on that favorite, like game stuff. I, it's, it's pretty clear cut. Like I played a good amount of games this year, did not play a good amount of games that came out this year. If yeah. that makes sense. I, I'm kind of that way with both games and music. Like the <laughs> only new games that I played that came out 2021 that like I like really really liked have been Tales of Arise, which was kind of like my favorite game this year, and Guilty Gear Strive. So I was I was super excited that they both won awards. I, like I don't give a fuck about the game awards, but I'm like cool recognition. Yeah, I really was not expecting Tales of Arise to get an award because I don't know. Like it's nice that a Tales game got recognition. Guilty Gear, I mean they didn't really have a lot of competition. <laughs> yeah. I think it was like the Demon Slayer game. Which isn't a bad game, but come on, guys. Fighting game of the year? Fuck out of here. <laughs> Just uh, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl? Like, oh. No way. <laughs> I hear it's, like, ironically really good. It's also not very good at the same time. It's, yeah. like, it's very, like, ooh. Yeah, it's, like, you don't... It's... it's you play it because it's Nickelodeon. It's, like, two notches lower than PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah. Uh... Melty Blood was also nominated, but I knew Melty Blood wasn't going to win Best Fighting Game. That community is way too fucking niche. There's some, there's too many people that don't even know what the fuck that game is. Very good game. Very good fighting game. No one knows what the fuck that is. So I knew it wasn't going to win. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm, I'm glad they got nominated. <laughs> so I was like, good for them. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of competition in terms of like fighting games that came out this year. So I was kind of like, sure, I'm like, there's no way Guilty Gear Strive isn't winning. I was actually going to be fine with whatever RPG won, as long as it wasn't Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077 was nominated for Best RPG? I was like, huh? Because <laughs> we, we had some pretty good RPGs come out this year. Yeah. So I was just like, Cyberpunk? But it was Tails, so I was like, right. we winning. I, 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 I'd see that. Yeah. Because there was a lot of good RPGs this year, but there wasn't a lot of, like, main name ones that, like, usually steal mm -hmm. the, the you know, you know, the, the like, the franchise ones that just, like, yeah. all right, every time they're and there, I, I want to say that was Tails this year, but Tails, um, I don't think it has, it has a more, like, a niche community yeah, in the it, West. Yeah. Like a so, lot of people know it, but not yeah, a lot of it's know it's it. it's been around for a while and it's very beloved, but it's 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 not like a huge crowd. So I was I was super stoked to see that get some love. Um, I think that was pretty much it. Oh, for anime too. Like I actually watched a good amount of anime this year, so I I got a few like you know shows I want to list off as my favorites. My favorite ongoing series though, you already know what I'm gonna say. Dragon Quest Adventures of Die. <laughs> uh, everybody needs to watch that show. Please. Please watch it. Please. Please. Pretty please. Please watch it. Okay. Please. <laughs> please. Please. It's not ending until sometime, I think, like, late next year at this point. At the rate they're going, if they do do 100 episodes, which it looks like they will. Um, and since I read, I know more specifically. I'm like, yeah, it's going to end, like, late 2022. So there's still a lot of episodes to watch. 
they just did episode 61 so you know come on y'all 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 can catch up y'all can y'all can catch up just saying it's pretty good it's pretty good it's pretty good uh and then the demon slayer movie is coming out in december oh so i think it's december 24th so not demon slayer i'm sorry demon slayer season two is currently out yeah that's what i was gonna say like officially yeah the Jujutsu Kaisen movie is coming out in December. I got I got mixed up because I'm thinking of the Mugen Train arc yeah. becoming in the anime when it was a movie before. So they got past that. They're they're officially in the Entertainment District arc. That arc's really good. I read it already. So I, I very much enjoyed it. Some cool stuff. There's some cool little twists. It's not okay. like a lot of like shocking twists, like with like Mugen Train, where you're just like, oh no. Yeah, it seems oh, no. like it's like. There's one thing that happens where you're just like, whoa, that's cool. Yeah, it seems like this is going to be the juicy arc. It, it, there's there's a cool thing that happens yeah. in this arc. I will say that. Other than that, it's very just like, oh, fights. Yeah, that's what it's I It's very like. good arc. It's very good arc. That's what I felt the vibe from it. Mm-hmm. I'm currently in the manga, I'm in the arc. After that, I'm like in its climax. I just I'm reading it very slowly. Uh, My Hero Academia's manga has been fucking killing it. It's been fucking killing it, Ryan. I I hope you are avoiding these spoilers. Because oh yes, people are talking about this shit heavily. I, I and I don't a, want you to be spoiled. I had one theory that I did get spoiled to be true, and I'm like, oh wow, cool. What what theory? We we'll talk about it here. Um, manga level spoilers from My Hero Academia. All, all I'm gonna say is Dobby. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean that that one was pretty obvious, but yeah, it's nice obvious. to have your your theories confirmed. Yeah, because I I thought it before, and then they're like, anime anime spoilers. It's been out for a minute though. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just like, yeah, this is Todoroki's brother, and I was like, that, that this is this uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, every, right, everyone's guys. everyone's like predicted it for you. That doesn't make it a bad thing. It's yeah. kind of nice. It's kind of a good thing where you can predict like setups. That just means they're setting shit up yeah. pretty well. Uh, I always play devil's advocate. I was like, well, what if it's not? What if it's a red herring? Just because I like other ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and I recall like years. I think I told you the story. Some dude got fucking mad at me online because I said that. I was fully on board leading towards the theory. I'm like, yeah, Dobby is the, <laughs> the long lost Todoroki child. <laughs> like, like I'm pretty sure I'm like 90% sure that's it. And I'm only saying 90% because they haven't straight out said it. It's like, this guy has blue flame. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like they just haven't straight up said it. I'm like, what if it's a red herring? What if like, he's planning something different? And they're just like, that'd be dumb. I'm like, how would it be dumb? You don't know what it is yet. Yeah. Well, you don't know what it is. Well, I'm not the writer of the show. I, I don't write the manga. So of course I don't fucking know. It's not my job to know. Yeah. <laughs> like I was just, I was just throwing it out there. I'm like, what if it's something else? He was like, anything else would be dumb. And I'm like, that's not necessarily true, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody got in the comments and he was like, well, what if it was like a friend of the Todoroki brother and he wanted a revenge? So he took it upon himself. And that's why his skin's all fucked up because he went through experiments. I'm like, see? Yeah. That'd be something yeah. different. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa. Like, that's <laughs> interesting. That's a little twist. Yeah. <laughs> like,. like you want to sit in your little closed-minded shit. I'm just like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, what if it's something else? Yeah, it's like something else. Like, weird. What if it was like, he put on like his skin and shit and got the quirk. And it's like, but what's your own quirk? And he's like, amplification. Just yeah, like, like, and that's totally possible because yeah. of fucking all for one. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> like, all for one can totally do shit like that. Yeah, so like, just... I, I like you. And then, uh, since we're talking about my hero, present Mike is... The, the latest DLC character be added to One Chest hey. 2. Very unexpected, but I'm cool with it. He's very fun. He's interesting. 
uh, he's one of my favorite characters. He's, his his um his uh ultimate is probably like the most unique of anyone in the games. So it's it's cool to see. It's cool to see. And plus, a lot of people have noted he's always kind of been like the announcer to a lot of the My Hero games, mm-hmm. but he has never been like really playable. So it's cool that he's playable now. So I was like, that was unexpected, and I'm fine with it being unexpected because I'm just like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I still want Mirko. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm wait. I'm waiting for Mirko. We still got three more slots in season two. <laughs> yeah. I um. I feel like there's a lot of characters in my hero that have such cool quirks, but like if they were in a fighting game, I'd be like, I don't know about that one. Like I don't know how it would work. Mm-hmm. Like half of the pussy cats. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That's why none of them are playable. <laughs> Oh, they would have to be like Tiger. They would have to be like Tiger being the main one, and the other three being like supports Support, in his yeah. move set. Yeah, kind of like how Labrava is there for Gentle. Yeah, but she's not technically playable because they're missing out on Tiger. Tiger's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's interesting. Like my hero, One Justice Two is a pretty solid game, and we still got three more characters coming. So I'm still hoping one of them is Miracle. <laughs> I want my rabbit lady. I just. <laughs> Why can't I have my rabbit lady? That's all I'm saying. I want her to step on me with her strong rabbit legs. <laughs> shit is shit is shit is dope. Oh my goodness. Shit is fire, bro. <laughs> it's like Dobby level flames, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Grab her by the cottontail, dog. Yeah, boy. Oh my god. Also, side note, the most interesting thing about Dobby is that he is the missing Todoroki brother. Dobby as himself is not that interesting. Moving on, I just had to throw that out there real quick. He's he's edgy sad boy. I don't really give a fuck about. Um <laughs> Let's 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 do Bojack. <laughs> I didn't want to do a lot of news updates on these Road to One Hundreds, but a lot of stuff did happen, so yeah. I'm kinda glad we talked about it. Big Titty Biken from Guilty Gears coming to Guilty Gear Strive. That's what I wanted to say like 20 minutes ago. Oh, man. Biken is like a staple character in Guilty Gear, and she wasn't involved in like the story or on the base roster of Guilty Gear Strive, and they can't use the excuse that was she wasn't involved in the story because there's characters in the main roster that were not in the fucking story yeah. in Strive. But she is DLC character four, but we originally thought she wasn't coming just because she was a guest character on the latest Samurai Showdown DLC. Oh. So everyone was like, okay, that's why she wasn't in Guilty Gear. But they were like, fuck it, we're adding her to Guilty Gear. So ev- no one was expecting her to be playable in Season 1 pass. Okay. So she's sense. coming out, I believe they said late January. Uh, we only got a teaser trailer, so we haven't in- we haven't seen any new gameplay ever yet. But Big Titty Biken's coming. Uh, she's, one of the- she's the type of character where it's just like... She has a lot of fans because, you know, she's a big titty anime girl, but not a lot of people play her because she's actually very hard to play. <laughs> it's just like, I don't see y'all niggas playing her online because she's too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but it, hey, Biken's coming, y'all. Fan favorite. So. All right. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, two things. One, most unskippable theme song ever. Yes. Like, it, one of my favorite memes ever is, it's like, when, you're, uh, when your friend who skips intros starts watching Bojack Horseman and it's Chadwick, though, we don't do that here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You, you, it, oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say, usually the first time I watch shows... I don't skip openings just because I like to be immersed in that experience, especially mm-hmm. with anime. When I rewatch shows, it depends on the anime if I'm going to just like 
skip the intro or not. Uh, or even like how many episodes you're about to watch. Watch. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like uh, intros I don't skip. I do not skip Yu Yu Hakusho Smile Bomb. We're going to sit there 112 times and hear Smile Bomb 112 times. I don't give a fuck how you feel. We're not skipping that intro. Sorry. Suck my dick. Um, <laughs> Adventure Time, we're not skipping that intro. Well, those kind of ones where it's like, those especially Adventure Time where it's like quick. It's just classic. Yeah. It's just classic to me. JoJo's, it depends on which part we're watching for me. Like, I, I usually don't skip Bloody Stream just because Bloody Stream is just yeah. <laughs> is really good. I don't skip any of the Part 4 openings because I love them all. Part 4 is my favorite part. Uh, currently, I, I I feel like I'm not going to skip Stone Ocean, yeah. which is the theme to Stone Ocean, yeah. the first opening. That song bangs. It's a banger. It already has like 12 million views. Like oh, <laughs> I, I looked up, uh, by the way, I looked up Duffy on Spotify. Right now, Distant Dreamer is number five. I yeah. wonder how quickly it's going to be number one. Oh, God, dude. It's 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 such a perfect choice. Such a perfect choice. Yeah. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, this is it. It, it. blew out everything that we thought out I think it got leaked like a few weeks before the part came out, too. I just didn't want to watch any videos, yeah. so I never looked it up. Yeah, me neither. But I'm glad I didn't because I was like... It was unexpected, and I was like, that's really good. The first time seeing that. But but also, fuck you, Netflix, because it's like, it starts, and it's like, you're trying to hurry up and skip it. (laughs) No, I want to watch the credits. Oh, man. The first time I actually accidentally hit the new episode, next episode, had to go back, and like, I went back through the episode. Oh, so you can. (laughs) I wanted to hear it. But yeah, the fucking Bojack intro. Yeah. Cowboy, right. Cowboy Bebop's intro in Samurai Shlampoos, you also don't skip. Don't skip those. Um, fun fact. Bojack Horseman has more intros than One Piece. Does he really? Yep. The amount of times that the intro changes. Oh, wow. It's like 37, 39, somewhere on there. Oh, shit. There's 39 different... It's all the same song. Song, but it's different it's, animations. It's the same style. But yeah, the animations in the background. Mm-hmm. Also, something that Marilyn pointed out, season six. Well, I don't know. I haven't watched. Um, I really like. I forget. I really like the animations. For I season forget six if the last two. three episodes his eyes are bloodshot, but oh, I don't know. I never paid attention. I don't I would know. Have but to go back throughout season six when he gets to the part where he's in the party and he has the drink and has bloodshot. You know, it's it's over the, mm-hmm. by the planetarium. Um, his eyes aren't bloodshot. It's not how he usually is. Mm. But that's because he's sober. sober. But I want to know if those episodes. Oh, are his eyes bloodshot again? Yeah. I the one thing I noted is when he's falling off into um, off the planetarium mm-hmm. in season six. This it's the screen almost goes completely black except for his eyes, and then it's the pool because you're just like, are they saying? <laughs> like I never noticed that until I watched it like this time around in season six. I noticed that. I was too. like, is that a reference to uh, the view from halfway down? Bro. Because cause, cause if it is, that's perfect. Like, I could be reading into it too deep, but, like, that's perfect. Because it's, like, for a split second, everything's just yeah. black except for his eyes. And then it's the pool. What is your... Besides season six, because season six's intro is so fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, it, I, like, with the fucking space and the cosmos and, like, oh, he opens his eyes and... Uh, it's really good. Like oh. it just like accumulates like everything together until like yeah, we're we're about to end this shit. Besides that <laughs> one, what's your favorite version of the intro? Um, I want to say the the season five one. Season five one where it Filbert. shifts to Filbert, Filbert oh. because it's still the house. It's because so because because as the season goes in, like yeah. the lines start to blur, mm-hmm. 
and he you know of course it gets to that episode where he can't tell when he's on the show and when he's living his normal life and he's like give me the pills and he fucking cracks the wall and he's like choking her (laughs) like some of those episodes i forgot i was just like oh this is it's hard to watch but it's hard to watch because you're just like damn this shit is getting really weird (laughs) it's 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 really it's a really tough show to watch guys mm-hmm. like i'm gonna be honest if you haven't watched this show yet like why are you listening to us spoil it yeah but also um 100 percent don't don't be that person don't listen to us spoil it please go watch yeah, this show please watch the show luckily we're being vague about the names but in a minute we're probably gonna start using oh yeah we're, we're about to spoil the shit out of this yeah. i didn't watch all six seasons so, again and not please <laughs> please stop it Remember this episode. It's, it's watch the also show. it's it also is just gonna feel better overall if you yeah. know what we're talking about and you've experienced firsthand yeah. what we've already watched. Yeah, it makes the experience that much better talking about the show because it hits really heavy. And what's great too is I'm gonna point out a lot of my favorite little uh, background gags mm-hmm. that I've seen throughout my many watches. Mm-hmm. So if there's one that you haven't heard, you can be like, wait, what? And you can go back to the scene and be like, oh yeah. shit. But yeah, so season five is your favorite intro. Yeah, that one. That one's definitely mine. What I, about you? I personally love season four, but I do okay. think season four is the best season out of it. So it's a little bit of a oh, bias, okay, okay, but, okay. The, but the, also the Hollyhock season, right? Yeah, yeah. But also just the part where it's like it, the house starts empty, and then slowly as Phil move oh, into yeah, the hole, like it's yeah, getting filled right. up. But then just the the kaleidoscope of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Marilyn pointed out to me in this watch that um, he like looks up and twitches and gets scared when it like Sarah Lynn pops pops up. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's right after that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Ooh. You know there's there's so many moments in that show where you're like, okay, we got past that, and then when you watch the show again, those moments are not easier to watch mm-hmm. the second time. I I'd say they're harder because you know they're coming. You know there's they're coming. nothing you can do to stop it, and you start seeing. You start seeing the signs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the best way to describe your rewatch of BoJack Horseman is the line from BoJack Horseman: "When you're, when you see the world in rose-colored glasses, all the red the flags, flags just, just look, look like, like flag. red flags. Yeah, yeah, just look like flags. Just regular flags. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Um, because the first time you watch it, you're just like, there's so many episodes that were like that are really dark in the way they end." Mm-hmm. But all the jokes in it are like hilarious and they're like quick and they're going. Mm-hmm. And the first time you watch it, you're like cracking up and mm-hmm. then your heart gets broken. But then the second, third, fourth, all those mm-hmm. times you're sitting there and like I was sitting there like this, they'd say a joke and I'd just kind of be like, Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's still times where I'd laugh. Yeah. Of oh, of course. But <laughs> yeah, because you start, you start linking pieces. You're like, oh, they were already foreshadowing this. Yeah. Which, which I want to give a nod to them. I don't know if they planned. I don't know if they had a roadmap for this series planned out. Like maybe like if not like the whole series from the start, at least like a couple of seasons ahead every time. They had ideas. Their their setups were always paid off Mm -hmm. so perfectly. Like something always had a payoff later on. Yeah, it could be like a few episodes later, the next season, seasons later. Yeah shit that happened in season like the main thing that happens in season two that really heavy gets brought up as a main issue 
in season six. The first time the recording pops up in season five, when you're just like, pulls it up, (gasps) you're like, no No way! way. Yeah, yeah. you're just like, holy fuck, Uh, (laughs) because you know it's not good. So should should we start from the beginning, man? Yeah, let's do it. So so back in the nineties, Bojack Horseman (laughs) was in a very famous TV show (sighs) called Horsin' Around. Yeah. Not to be confused with Mr. Peanut Butter Show. <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter's House. Arguably, Mr. Peanut Butter's House's theme song is much more of a banger than Horses and Rats. Oh, agreed. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. But fuck Mr. Peanut Butter. Fuck that guy. All right. So, like, he is kind of the... Like, Bo- Bojack is a terrible person, but he knows that and wants to be better. Mm-hmm. Mr. Peanut Butter doesn't know that he's a terrible person. I, I want to... After watching it a second time, I do yeah. want to say that I think he understands better now that he's single and by himself. Yeah. And that he's actually now trying to do better. Yeah. But, yeah, if you watched the second second time and like shit that they bring up about him in season six overall as like yeah. a person not in more than just his relationships yeah like all the warning signs throughout the series are there that mr peanut butter kind of is like a selfish fuck yeah <laughs> like, oh my god yeah he's he's it's, he's super fucking selfish it's uh the halloween episode in season six where you when he's yes. like I, I ruin all these women and diane's like you didn't ruin me like you're just like mr peanut butter like yeah like ah. And like this isn't the only thing. Yeah. Like there's other. Th- He's like there's other things. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with you, my guy. Yeah. He, and he, like like I said, I acknowledge that at the final season he does acknowledge once yeah. he's alone. Yeah. He acknowledges like I always worried about such such and such and such instead of listening to pro. He said I I never listen to your issues. I just yeah. always try to fix them. Yeah. To Diane right on the phone. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah. And is oh. and that was like one of his main. Pro- Case in point, uh, when she talked about how she wanted the bell room. Yeah. And they got home, and he had the bell room. And the first time you watch it, you kind of think about it. It's just like, I don't understand why she's that mad about it. Like, I But go- when you think mm-hmm. about it, you're less like... It's... Because so- this, this wasn't the problem. Yeah, it's that he's done this so many times. Yeah, and the problem wasn't that, like, I want a bell room, and that'll... Like, she... She was just telling you something because she was opening up to you. Yeah, she's like, this doesn't fix anything. It's not, and she doesn't even want necessarily want that now. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is something I dreamed about as a kid. Well, I'm gonna make a whole. Room and she was in like, this was now. mine. This was something special yeah. to me. Like she, she was, she was just talking. She wanted you to listen. Yeah. And instead of listening, you just bell room. I'll just make a fucking bell yeah. room. So it's just like when when you like really sit there and think about it, and you watch that episode again, you're just like, you get it. He's oh. he's he's thinking about the us, yeah. but he's thinking about it for his benefit. A, a lot of people when they watch this show, a lot of people worry that they're the Bojack. Um, guess what, guys? More often you're the <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter. Peanut Butter. <laughs> like I've I've been vic- I've been guilty of it a couple times. I've, Fuck, man. I've been I've been in situations where Marilyn's been like, "Don't do this. I don't want this. I don't like this." And in my head, I'm just like. But it's gonna make you happy. I'm gonna do it, and mm. I do it, and oh, it does not work out. It does not. And work it out. does not work out. Look, guys, just listen. Just listen. Yeah. Please. Like <laughs> no, for real. Which is the bare minimum. Which is yeah. which is why Diane was just like, this is the only thing. Yeah. Like, like a bare minimum is listening. Yeah. <laughs> which is why you see those memes of like you know girls mocking other girls. He's just different. He actually listens when I talk. I'm like, yeah, that's what a basic human being should fucking do. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like that that's just like one of the many 
Like all these people are screwed up. Yeah. In various ways. No one in this show is perfect. Yeah, I've even I've even accepted that Todd is not a No, he's perfect. he's not. He's not. He's caused a lot of the mayhem. Oh yeah. Todd is probably Todd, Todd technically has probably the highest kill count in BoJack Horseman. Low-key. Because he accidentally <laughs> started a war in Cordovia. But <laughs> <laughs> like low-key. Low low-key. Low-key. Yeah, you're you right. You're right. I love, I love that scene where it's just like, a guy came up to me and said, is, is, is the plan in effect? And I said, oh, sure. And he said, God help us all. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And oh I, I, I love Todd too, though, He's because because so Todd is definitely like misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Like like yes, he makes a shit ton of mistakes, but also you know he was never given the chance to really be to have like faith put into him yeah. a lot of the time, which is why he ends up succeeding and people are like shocked and it's just like why are you guys shocked? This is Todd. That's that's why I'm really loving at the end with the Jorge, because um, mm -hmm. the first time I was just like, all right, dude whatever yeah and then this time i'm kind of taking it from jorge's perspective and i'm just like he just didn't understand todd yeah and he, he wanted what was best for him but yeah but todd was just like why can't you just be happy for yeah. me being happy and it's and uh, that was something he didn't take in at and first. i love it too because jorge seems like a good person and the fact that after the first episode where he's introduced he's like but i get it you know uh, mm -hmm. You're white. You don't have to go through it. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it. it's like a funny joke, and you're just like, it's also, you know, socially aware. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's Jorge being like, all right, you, you know, you you got it. Like yeah. you, you're handling your things the way you, everything that you've done works out, except for getting in the building. But yeah, um, I mean, when they got caught, it worked. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Is he arresting you? <laughs> Oh man, just how many characters see Todd and just like, look at your little, face. Little, I like your face. Little cute face. <laughs> face. Somebody get this guy a cookie. <laughs> oh, can we talk about her? What's Kelsey? her name? Kelsey. Kelsey is by far one of the best characters in the show. Yeah. And she's like side character ish. Yeah. She, I want to call her a B character, but she is a C character. Mm -hmm. But I, I appreciate the, the, oh the what they did for her in, in the last season. Yeah. Just, I love it. We, I was. She was this indie darling that was, she was trying not to, to be an indie darling. Yeah, she wanted to give her kid a good school so she didn't end up in some like super patch you on the back thing. It was it was a funny bit. I can't. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like whose fault is that for the for her getting fired? Yeah, I want to say it's her and Bojack's fault. Just because it was Bojack's stupid scheme, but she did go along with it. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, she she she's a grown woman. She did not have to do that. So I I, I don't even want to like put a blame on somebody. It's just a situation that ended up very poorly on her, yeah. her side of things because Bojack is the star. Yeah. And it's it sucks because Kelsey and Bojack had a very good connection. Mm-hmm. And another reason why I don't want to really, like, blame anyone necessarily, yeah. it's, like, when you go back and think about the stuff, like, with Herb and um, yeah. the, the what's her name? The, the Angela? or which Not Angela. The uh, hairdresser. Oh, uh, Sharona. Sharona, yes. Like, that leaned more oh, towards yeah. his fault that very his fucking fault. heavily. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it's, and he carries that weight with him, and he gets a little bit of closure, and he gets a lot of not closure. Which is another thing I want to talk about the the show's like uh, approach to like 
getting closure. Yeah. But um, with Kelsey, it was just like, he was shocked. He was just like, they fired her. And he was like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, he was like, what do you mean? Like, like he did not want her to be fired. Yeah. He did not, like, lie to keep up for himself and get her fired. Like, that was just a situation I was just like, that fucking blows. Yeah. Like, and, and but it does uh, buy into that whole thing of, like, uh, when he was getting interviewed, when he shouldn't have done the second fucking interview. Oh, yeah. And um, Xerox of a Xerox, that episode. That's all. Where, um, the, the, the episodes. yeah. When she's talking about the power over women thing, mm-hmm. that's kind of one of those situations mm-hmm. where, like, she's like, you're not even necessarily intending to hurt people. You just don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> and it's he, just. Yeah, because he's like, you're, you're, you want to be a real director, right? We can just go do this. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And of course, to someone who wants to break out and, like, be something bigger, it sounds good. Mm-hmm. I would have done it. And, um,. I was texting Ryan this morning when I was watching the episodes. When I when I got to that first of like the last day episodes, the first day where he's the professor, I'm just like, I know it needed to happen because it needed to fucking happen. Mm-hmm. What happened needed to happen because he had to move forward and he had to accept the fact that he fucked up. Yeah. I just, it was just like, it sucks that he could not keep this. Yeah. Because really? he was genuinely happy. And he was genuinely a better person. You desperately want him. But the problem was yeah. that he didn't face the wrong things he did. He just kind of swept them under the rug to try to get a fresh start. And he did, in his defense, he did go to rehab. He came out clean. He started working on himself better. He started acknowledging his faults in the moment. He got a better job. He was moving on. But he did not face that past. And he had to. Yeah. He couldn't, he couldn't leave that. He had to. So that just had to be a thing. That just had to be done. It's just a bummer that it, that it happened yeah. that way. That he ran from it so long, he backed himself into a corner. It's like, there was no escaping that. That's why Xerox of a Xerox needed to happen. Yeah. Fuck that pig. That pig is annoying. But, but um, I love her also. But, but yeah, like, she did her job. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I am actually... The, the first time I watched those reporters, I was like... Nah, fuck, fuck these people. Second time, I actively ado- I like enjoy them. Like, it will especially Max. Mm-hmm. But that's because it's fucking Max uh, Greenfield. Yeah. And I'll admit, Marilyn had been rewatching New Girl. So okay. it's like when we got to that part, she had just finished New Girl. Okay. And then we watched that episode where they were introduced. And so it was just like, she was like, ah, Schmidt. He's just like Schmidt. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, he is. It, it's just, it was just one of those things. Yeah. Like, I, I, the second time around, I'm definitely more, like, tolerant of them. I don't, like, I'm very, I don't hate them. Yeah. I don't have a particular, like, strong, like, they, enjoyment of them. They have some of the best written dialogue. Oh, yeah. Show. No, they're, I, I'll never say that their dialogue wasn't well written. It was great. Like, the scenes were good. Yeah. It was just, like, in the moment, I'm like, oh, my, like, I fucking my, hate Sean. My favorite lit. Like, my favorite line that was written in the show is between them when they're talking about Alcoholics Anonymous. And they're just like, maybe she's talking about how, like, maybe she'll get someone to spill the beans on who it is. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I'm pretty sure one of those A's stands for anonymous. And then pulls out a flask. He's like, the other A? I'm not quite so sure. (laughs) I think that is so fucking clever. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I, I love the scene where she's talking to her sister, and she's she's doing, like, her whole spiel. And she's like, why do you talk like that? We're from Fresno. 
And they don't answer it. Yeah. There's no answer to that question. So, <laughs> why BoJack is so good is it presents you with these complicated scenarios that are very real, very modern, very... We've seen it all before, and we've seen these people get away with it. Mm. But they're animals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's literally it. Yeah. And, and the cool part about... I think, like, a strong point about BoJack is it doesn't try to acknowledge or, like, explain the fact while they're these... Uh, humanoid animal people in society it's just in their society mm-hmm. like a lot of stories have an issue and it's something that you just have to think about before you write it of like naturally introducing like terms and lore mm-hmm. into the story because for characters that are just in that story that's every day for yeah. them they wouldn't talk about like yeah well you know because this and this and this happened a hundred years ago and yeah it's just like nobody talks like that in real life. Instead, they just the, like the, this is just life for them. This is yeah. this is existence. And I love how it's like so many jokes about the animals make it be like they're still animals. Like mm-hmm. for one with uh, butterscotch, when he's like, yeah, coax it out of my sheath. <laughs> like, <laughs> or um, one of my favorites is in the, like the second episode in the supermarket. It's the two lady dogs, mm-hmm. and they're just like. I love chocolate, but it could literally, literally kill, kill me. Me, <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, but yeah, <laughs> there's so many good ones. Like one of my favorite ones in the background is they're in New York and there's a waiter and there's a bunch of pigeons sitting at the cafe. Mm. The waiter trips and bread falls and they all like look at it real quick. Yeah. Or, or or when they're in Chicago and all the pigeons are on the statue and then oh, one yeah. of them tries to fly on top <laughs> yeah. and they're just like what the fuck bro and he just the first <laughs> the first time you see the statue one lands there and slowly more and more throughout the scenes of them there mm-hmm. it's it's fantastic and yeah. like and it's just so natural it's just like that's the world oh in season two when he's in in New Mexico uh, one of the the good moments about that part oh. <laughs> Uh, when they're at the house and there's like a road runner or something like doing his daily oh, jog yeah. and then the <laughs> fucking coyote's like right behind him. <laughs> Dude, like uh, one one of my favorite background guys is I forget what store it was. It was like Lowe's or something. Mm-hmm. And it you know how like all the things are like, oh it's this thing you know, but it's an animal pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The store was called Lowe's but like an animal version. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then like uh, the the animal characters a lot of them some of them would be puns on celebrities because they would like make yeah. the animals like actual celebrities but they'd be animals yeah like Matthew Fox with a fox yeah yeah <laughs> but then it'd be like a lot of like the, the the original characters for that show were like fucking like actual like pet names like Princess Carolyn yeah. Mr. Peanut Butter Bojack's dad's name was Butterscotch <laughs> his uncle's name was or yeah, his uncle's name was fucking Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cracker Jack. Fucking salt of the earth, man. Good guy. Good guy all oh, around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding out about his death actually, like, hurt me the first time I watched the show. When, you, like, when, oh. you, when you realize, like, oh, he, he was not special. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah, <laughs> he just died in the war. Didn't even do anything. Yeah. He said, I have more kills from friendly fire. And they were like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Beers' face, he's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, some of the... One thing I like about the show is how anticlimactic it is. Yes. Like, with Butterscotch's death. Yes. Finding out how that motherfucker died. Yes. The... <laughs> okay, so... 
We don't find out how Bojack's dad died until like what season is it? Like uh, four, five, five season five. Fuck. Okay. Well, uh, oh, because it was in Free Chero, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. it's brought up again in the Halloween episode yeah, yeah. where he's on the boat. So, so <laughs> in Free Chero, my favorite episode of the entire show, oh, uh, yeah. he gets into his dad dying and how people weren't liking his book. So he started challenging people to duels. Bojack's dad was this character who wanted to be like this next great American writer. And that was just all he wanted to do. Excuse me. And it's part of the reason why his family was so dysfunctional. And fell apart, and he was just like, "I can't focus. I have to write. You guys are laugh like all this bullshit." Yeah. So years later, he finally releases his book, and it's you know, it's getting roasted. So he's just like, "I'll challenge anyone to a duel. I'll even pay for you know, like their their flight and their room, their like their hotel stay." And he challenges this one guy to a duel. Right? They get their pistols, they count their ten paces, and they're about to turn and shoot. Butterscotch <laughs> turns to tell the guy, "Hey, did you actually read my book?" And what happened? He like tripped. Yeah, he tripped and hit fell and hit his head on a rock and died. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That's how he fucking died. Yeah. And it's just like the fuck. whole show where you're like, "How did his dad, dad die? die?" Yeah, and then you hear in a duel, you're like, "Oh, of course." And then you find out exactly how. how. And you're like, what? This fucking loser. This waste of space. So, so later in the, the... It's the same Halloween episodes as the Mr. Peanut Butter stuff, right? Yeah. So the next season, there's an episode involving Mr. It's Peanut in Butter. That. No, it, yeah, no, it's in that. No, it's season. season six. It's season six. It's the first half of season six. Yeah. Because he's dating pickles. Yeah. Um, it shows exactly... It gives you like a, a strong vis- visual representation of why all of Mr. Peanut Butter's marriages have failed. Essentially involving this Halloween party, but it shows four different. Hol- it's the same Bojack House Halloween party, but it's four different times. <laughs> a little backstory: How great this is. Um, one time, Bojack mentioned to Mr. Peanut Butter um, that he couldn't go to Mr. Peanut Butter's Halloween party because he had his own Halloween, Halloween party. party. So Mr. Peanut, Peanut Butter, Butter decided to merge the parties without Bojack's consent, as Mr. Peanut Butter does. Breaking boundaries. Breaking boundaries. And Bojack getting drunk for one of one of the first times. Yes. Um, At the end of the party, he's <laughs> in his drunken stupor as everyone's leaving because Mr. Peanut Butter ruined the whole fucking party every time. Um, <laughs> Bojack's just like, yeah, we should all do this next year. <laughs> so every year it happens. And Bojack keeps saying, like, I try to stop it. I don't say anything so they don't and they still show up. It's because he always gets drunk and forgets to, that he says, yeah, we'll do it again next year. <laughs> so it's constant. But in this episode, right, it's Mr. Peanut. It's four different times. It's four different occasions this party occurs. So it's one with his first wife, one with his second wife, one with his third wife that was currently his girlfriend at the time, Diane. The third time takes place before season one. Yeah. Like uh, a couple years before season yeah. one. Yeah. And then um, seven years. Damn, seven it was, years. It was like no, it was six years, or five years, because it was like 2009. Because mm-hmm. he met her in 2007, so it was 2008, 2009. And that's also when Todd ends up living. Yeah, there. yeah. And then um, the the current timeline with his current girlfriend Pickles. Pickles. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the bitch dumb. <laughs> oh, that bitch is stupid, stupid. <laughs> And she still managed to get away from that nigga. Hey, yeah. oh. <laughs> but Quicker uh, than the rest. Yes. Yeah, true. True. Diane was with him for a long 
fuck. Yeah, almost 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so throughout this party, it shows the main the main thing it's showing is why Mr. Peanut Butter's ex, Peanut Butter's exes uh, ended up ending the relationship. It either could be like, you know, the last straw, you know, tipping the scales and it's just like, all right, this is fucking bull-, like shit like that. Yeah. Or why Diane and his relationship was kind of doomed from the start, essentially. Yeah, well, uh, Katrina's was basically the beginning of the end. Um, Jessica Beals and uh, as Diane's stupid as were... that was, yeah. <laughs> that I I'll give credit where credit is due for that one. He did try. He did try. He checked yeah. the party. Yeah, there were no mums. That's not why they divorced, though. Oh yeah, um, I it know. Was it in two thousand seven with? Uh, <laughs> Fine. Well, maybe I will marry Justin. I didn't say that. <laughs> but but you could tell that was like one of the starts to like why things yeah. didn't work. But I'm like, I'll give him credit with that one. He did try. He did try to stop it. Quick note, I got to give major props to Jessica Biel for fucking ridiculing herself the entire show. Oh, yeah. She, A lot of celebrities in this show that are like fucking roasted in this show are played by themselves. <laughs> like... There's a lot of celebrity guests that play characters in this show, but there's a lot of people that just play themselves. We'll, we'll talk about the Daniel Radcliffe one in a little bit. Oh, God, yes. Because that's one of the best. Oh, man. But, but um, yeah. what I wanted to bring up with that that party and the background, you can see other characters and how they end up where they are. Like, Todd came, went to Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. and Caroline tells them, what, like, come back nine years later or something like yeah. that. And then the door opens again and it's nine years later when he first <laughs> wanders into Bojack's house. Yeah. And you can see Princess Caroline like the moment she's just like, oh wait, he's just using me as a dwarf. Man, and <laughs> shit like that. But I, it's it's the third time. It's when Diane's at, when uh, Diane and Mr. Peanut Butter go to the party. That Bojack is on the phone with his mom talking to her about what happened to Butterscotch. <laughs> <laughs> what? In a duel? <laughs> Just like shit like that. Yeah. And that's technically actually the first time Diane and Bojack met, but Bojack does not remember yeah. her. There's a lot of, like, with the whole anticlimactic, a lot of, especially in the earlier seasons, they would red herring us a lot with things like mm-hmm. with uh, the receipt for at Best Buy. Yes. Or Beast Buy. Yes. With uh, the Capiton 4. Yeah, when, when uh, Bojack Savage. Sabotage this part. That was season one. That was season one. Do you know for like episode for a four. long time, I thought that was season two. That was episode four of season one. Like for a, the longest, I thought I remembered that event happened in season one where he sabotages it. I didn't the the receipt stuff. I didn't remember happening. I, I thought it happened in season two. That's how long mm. ago I did. Like the episodes become a blur in a good way because you're just there's so many things happening and they just handle it all really well. Yeah. So I'm just like I thought that happened in season two. <laughs> you know what's my roommates are uh, <laughs> laughing boy. hard as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're playing uh, the new Final Fantasy 14 expansion. Oh man. So ever since it's launched, the only time I see Kevin is at work mm. because I'll get home and they're playing they're either on cue waiting to get in to, to play or they're playing <laughs> so i haven't seen them them niggas in like a week damn oh, yeah we haven't hung out in a minute <laughs> oh, oh um since we were talking about uh, mr peanut butter's party another great animal joke that's in the background in that party is in the in the timeline of the birthday parties mm-hmm. there is a moth that wears a ghost costume okay in katrina's the, the first one with Katrina, it's a full costume. 
Mm-hmm. And Jessica Biel, there's parts of this sheet that have been chewed up. In mm-hmm. Diane's, it's very smaller. With the one with pickles, it's almost gone. And in the last time everybody leaves, you see him like eating the last piece <laughs> of the costume. <laughs> God damn it, bro. It's so great, man. Oh, man. It has some solid moments. Um, Let's talk about Ryan's favorite character real quick. Which one? Princess Carolyn. I I was hoping you'd say that. Ryan, you have a lot of favorite characters in the show. I know Princess Carolyn is your favorite. It's my That's my girl. That that Ryan loves Princess Carolyn. She is probably the only character that even when they do shitty, you still root for. Yeah. Because the shittiest stuff she does is, like, agent stuff. Yeah. In Hollywood. It's just like, well, that's kind of fucked up. But it's not like, well, that was fucked up. And with (laughs) all of her shitty things, she either pays her dues or fixes it on her own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that that woman did a lot. Yeah. She did a lot, a lot. It's almost, it almost, I know the show is BoJack Horseman, and it's about BoJack Horseman. But there's times where it's like... Diane is the second most important, but mm. it, there's times where Princess Carolyn feels like number two, mm-hmm. which is which is good because you have your you know you have your main cast of like Bojack, uh, Diane, Bojack and Diane, yeah. the best friends that like did need to be around each other and did need to be around each other and all that. Uh, you have Todd, who beautifully blossoms into his own. Yeah, <laughs> so much for Todd, uh, Mr. Peanut Butter, who's a piece of shit. And, but, you know, learns to start getting better at the end. And I, you have Princess Carolyn, who's juggling it all and doing and deserves so much more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> deserves so much more. And she gets it. She gets it by the end. I was happy for that. I feel like everyone is, and by the end of the show, is left off in a relatively good place. But it's not like, oh, wow, what a grand place you left off on. Yeah. Except Princess Carolyn. Yeah. But Princess Carolyn deserved Oh, that. my God. My girl went through, like... Five miscarriages. Mm-hmm. Um, one with Ralph, one with that fox. I can only assume at least one of those three in between were Bojack. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> that I it's thinking about that. The real I realized that um, after I had first finished it. Like afterwards I thought about it. I was like, oh shit, possibly one of those. And in the interview in Xerox is Xerox. When he's like, kind of like, uh, denying his abuse over women, mm-hmm. his power over them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like that was like a, a subtext kind of thing in Princess Carolyn being like, you don't even know like what you put me through. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Fuck, man. Oof. Xerox, Xerox was really good. Um, second time watching, you feel better about Judah. Yeah. I, I've noticed a lot more the second time I watched. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you, you know what happened, what's going to happen, so you kind of take more notice of his character. Yeah, and you're like, he's been in it from the beginning. I I think him and Princess Carolyn are one in the same. And it's like most relationships, you need someone that like can counter you in the best way. But I feel like because Princess Carolyn doesn't need no man. Mm-hmm it's helpful that she just has an assistant. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's a weird thing that like, when I consider the arc of Todd living at Princess Carolyn's apartment, them being in a relationship with each other. 
in a way. They were, it's like not like a romantic relationship, and that works because Todd is asexual. asexual. Which like, is which is another beautiful part about Todd's character. Oh my god, it, it works so. <laughs> they in- handled it really well too. Yeah. I really enjoyed how they handled the it. The Ace community actually actually like welcomes Todd. Oh really? Like, they, that's yeah. that's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> oh man, um, but um, yeah, no, because uh, she doesn't need like someone to take care of her. She just needs someone to motivate her yeah 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 and Ju- judah was perfect for that yeah because and judah just got down to business bro yeah. <laughs> the song where he uh tells uh carolyn that he loves her yeah <laughs> i was like that's beautiful i i think my theory is that because they were so both so focused on just like oh getting the job done mm-hmm. that they, they both don't even though princess carolyn tries they both don't see themselves having time for relationships. Yes. My theory is he was playing that song that he had already written that he probably didn't even know that was about her, her. Mm-hmm. and then in that moment realized it, so said, I, I love, love you, you, Princess Carolyn. And then he went right back to work. Yep. Also, Judah in regular clothes looks exactly like how I thought he would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep, that's exactly how this nigga would dress outside of work. Oh, man. I, I really like Judah. Yeah, Judah's He's great. He's just a good guy. And now she has Judah and her cute little porcupine baby Ruthie. So, I feel like there is three characters that just do no wrong. Okay. Um, one is Judah. Yes. He did fuck up. He did fuck up once. Yes. But, I don't consider that doing wrong. He should have now, actually, fuck, I kind of want to take Judah off this now. Because he did go behind her back. Her back. Mm. Now, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's rough, like, really picking people who, like, yeah. did no wrong in Two characters show. that did no wrong. Okay. Hollyhock. Yes. Okay, I can agree with that one. I can definitely agree with that one. And Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad for that dude. That dude was just, like, a normal dad and husband. <laughs> He was a good dude. Yeah, that he dude just, did fucking... He, he was just, the most well-adjusted character in the entire show. He just lo- loved to watch Birthday Dad. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was fucking great. Babe, Birthday Dad's stuck in a leap year. How will he get out of this one? Oh, my God. Oh. Don't cross the daylines, Birthday Dad, because then it won't be your birthday anymore. <laughs> It's like, uh, fucking this fucking I guy. I don't even know what birthday bat- dad is about. No. <laughs> no one fucking does. That's the point. <laughs> you just don't know what it is. I bet, that's what I love about uh, the sh- the shows within the show. Mm-hmm. It's all of BoJack shows are very, like, cut and dry, like, this is what it is. Except, I mean, except, except Filbert. Bo-ja- Filbert. <laughs> Filbert at least had, like... It or had a plot. a plot. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I thought your accept would be Bojack Horseman show. Well, that was just a fucking mess. <laughs> that was... Oof. Ugh. But all of Mr. Peanut Butter's shows are just fucking... Except Mr. Peanut Butter's house is the most tame show he's been a part of. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> it was a copy of Horse to Go Around. But, dude. Uh, Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Man. Nigga. <laughs> Oh, fuck. That episode was spicy. Oh, it's such a good one. <laughs> that so, episode was spicy. So basically, Mr. Peanut Butter stars in a show uh, produced by produced and made by J.D. Salinger. 
Um, author of Catcher in the Rye. Yes, you heard that correctly. Uh, we can go into depth of that, but just, <laughs> just watch the show. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's a it's a game show where they test celebrities to see what do they know. Do they know things? Let's, Let's find, find out. Um, so the first episode of this game show is BoJack Horseman with a guest star, uh, yes. Daniel Radcliffe. Who is on- voiced by... Elijah Wood. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that would actually be great, too. Yeah, especially that. with how it ended, too. Yeah, yeah. But it's Daniel Radcliffe. And it's so great because in real life, Dan is such a fucking good dude. Oh, yeah. But the entire episode, you're just like, dude, fuck you. No, and I love that they got him to do it because you could tell he's totally, like, that kind of funny. Yeah. Like, if you see him in interviews and other stuff, he's such a cool guy. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Like, he's such a cool fucking dude. And I love how, like, you hear his voice when he does interviews. He's like, you know, he's very... But in that, he's like, hey, I'm Daniel Radcliffe. Like, like, like he, he was really <laughs> playing with the gag. And I love that he was, like, such a good sport about it. He, just, he did... He's like, called him what? He called him Boschwag. He called him Chadwick Boseman. He called him BJ Novak. <laughs> which actually... Um, Someone asked what uh, someone's favorite office reference in another show was on Reddit or something like that. Mm-hmm. And BJ Novak responded he's like i don't know about the office but his favorite was name called in uh bojack horseman <laughs> god damn it <laughs> but oh that one gets spicy so eventually down the line uh bojack kind of like figures out how to win and then it gets yeah. real yeah and on live tv they talk about how bojack tried to kiss diane when mr peanut butter and diane season, were engaged season one uh-huh season everything consequences there's uh, consequences for your actions is the yes. moral of this show it's it's crazy because a lot of the stuff that doesn't really get like concluded or answered is stuff that's not very serious yeah like like is it is it three kids in a raincoat or is it just a weird looking fucking guy are we about to talk about that <laughs> um we can because <laughs> okay so there's a character called vincent adultman uh, Car- caroline carolyn shortly dated him um so <laughs> Let me describe this guy. He's very tall, kind of lumpy. You see like three lumps and um, baby faced, wears a top hat, has one arm that's like a glove and another arm that's a broom. He he loves watching rated R movies, staying up past 10 and- What's uh, his job? Eating junk food. He works at the business factory. He does a business. He does a business. He does a business. He spent a day at the stock market. <laughs> Oh my god! So, so the the whole joke about this is um, Princess Carolyn starts dating this 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 do- this guy, and Bojack's like, "That's clearly like three kids in a trench coat," and everyone kind of ignores that he's saying that, like stating the obvious. But the the thing about this is, they never reveal if it's three kids in a trench coat or if it's actually a dude that's just very weirdly shaped. There's even an and episode. They they give you enough doubt to be like. Is it? (laughs) There is an episode where he's there. It's the episode where he, him, and Princess Carolyn breaks up, and it's she is driving down the road and she sees a kid that looks just like him, Mm -hmm. and then she calls Vincent saying like you have a you have a kid that you haven't told me about, but it's like Princess Carolyn. That's clearly the top kid. But is it? 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 (laughs) Because guess what? Eagle-eyed viewers have noticed that there's 
different freckles on Vincent and Kevin. Oh, God. <laughs> and you never technically see them both in the same place. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the... the, the and it, it's like... The way scenes are set up, it's implied that, oh, yeah, it's clearly three kids in it. But it's never outright said. Yeah. They never outright give you an actual answer. So they leave you with just enough doubt where in the back of your mind you're like, well, fuck, what if it was just a guy? Yeah, you know what the greatest part is? Someone on Reddit did the math. Vincent is two kids tall. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they even counted for the legs and shit. <laughs> They took Kevin. They used Kevin as reference. Oh. And they were like, look, if you put Kevin there and you put another Kevin there who slightly lowers legs like he's sitting on him. Like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm so glad there isn't an answer to this question because this would never be a discussion if there was an answer to the question. It's just like, it's one of those things where like I feel like a lot of stories miss out on because they want to just answer every question. Like, uh, it's what J.J. Abrams tries to tries to do, you know? Like, yeah. the, the mystery is, is, is like... Yeah. really more important but i feel like jj abrams does that like we'll make the whole plot a mystery no don't do that, that that's why i like about <laughs> bojack too is like a lot of the mysteries they get even resolved in the way that they didn't set it up in mm. like with the receipt you see the receipt under the sofa todd reaches under the sofa a mm. couple times you're like he's gonna grab it and he grabs the jury duty mm. or something else and he figures out bojack sabotage the rock opera in a completely different way yeah it didn't even involve the receipt he he figured it out through margot martindale yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Margot Martindale is a, a reoccurring Bojack character. Is, is she a B or a C character? I want to give her B. I want to give her like C plus B minus. Yeah. Like she's she's very in between. And she's also very important in yeah. a weird way. Like low-key, high-key? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so character actress and fugitive from the law, Margot Martindale. Real person, look her up. <laughs> yeah. Also a quote from Bojack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she uh, Bojack hires her to sabotage Todd's rock opera. And then he hires her for a couple more things. And then eventually she's just on the run from the law. Yes. It's so fantastic. Oh, it, it, it gets weird, you guys. Yeah. And she gets, like, amnesia at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and she has, like, some, some really fantastic dialogue, too. Like, uh, when they're in the staging a robbery at the art museum mm -hmm. to distract while they film uh, at the Nixon Library for the shot, the episode with Kelsey getting yeah. fired. Yep. The shot is one of the best episodes of the show oh definitely. yeah very good um when she, she's there she pulls out a gun at one point and todd says margo we said no guns so she says oh i thought you said no gum and he says but you're chewing gum right now <laughs> and she blows a bubble and says i'm a bit of a wild card and fucking starts shooting cops yeah <laughs> like yeah <laughs> It's it's some pretty wicked stuff. <laughs> oh my god, she's so fantastic. Like yeah. one of my favorite scenes is when Bojack is talking to the um, the newspaper people about why he doesn't want the newspaper anymore, mm -hmm. and he talks about when he met ran into Margot on his boat, and she's talking about what she did when mm -hmm. she ran on the run. So after the incident at the museum. Like, the montage is great. She, like, shaved her head completely and then put on a wig that was the exact same hair. So this character actress went into hiding into local theater. <laughs> and, like, 
<laughs> oh my god, yeah, she did. Like, and she, then she got like what too big? She got too big. And, <laughs> and so she went into hiding and did a brief stint on the good wife. And one of the best lines of the show is Bojack's like, You were on a very famous TV show and no one saw you, and she says, It's called acting, Bojack. You should try it sometime. <laughs> god damn <laughs> wicked fucking but burn. I looked it up, she did do a brief stint on the good wife, and it matches up with a timeline. <laughs> like it's so fucking hilarious, man. Jesus Christ. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Let me ask you something. Yes. Do you think A Diane developed depression as a result of events that happened throughout the series that we watched throughout those current those mm-hmm. those 6 seasons? Or did she just always have depression and we just saw it get worse and worse and spiral out of control? Um a little bit of B, but I think a little bit of C. As someone who's dealt majorly with a lot of depression in his life, mm. I under I this rewatch, I've always related myself to different characters. Oh, this time I'm Bojack, so I'm a mm. stupid piece of shit. This time I'm Todd, because sometimes I fail upwards. This time I'm Mr. Peanut Butter, because I don't listen. This time, towards the end, I realized a bit of Diane, especially in the final season. Mm-hmm. And I kind of realized that we are similar in some ways, because... I think I can't write when I'm happy. Mm. I can't write when I'm happy, and it frustrates me. And as much as I want to just, like, do the stupid shit I used to do, feel sad about it, and write some fucked up shit or some, like, three-line poem that I'm like, this is fucking deep, and I put it on Instagram. <laughs> on the gram. On the gram. Not no more, <laughs> though. But um, <laughs> just my desire to be that, I realize I don't need that. Mm-hmm. why I don't write as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a line that Mr. Peanut Butter says in the first season, where he's like, that's not the key to being happy. The key to being happy is filling your life with a um, bunch of uh, meaningless tasks until you die. That's kind of what Diane's life was once. She was still full of optimism. She had teenage depression in her early years. And after she broke up with Wayne, met Mr. Peanut Butter, her life became a series of meaningless interactions. Mm-hmm. Once she divorced from Mr. Peanut Butter, cut off her hair, she grew up... Classic anime, yeah. female anime protagonist. Yeah. She she grew <laughs> up there. I feel like, because when I, especially with the Halloween episode, it showed Diane with long hair, and I'm like, Diane looks a lot younger. And I mean, she is a lot younger from what I remember her, mm-hmm. but the hair cutting was more symbolic it wasn't just new do new you it was she is no longer like a young woman she is a woman yeah, who's yeah. been through shit and she is no longer in a place where she can fill her life with meaningless shit or obsess over the actions of others or revolve her life around other things to kind of occupy her time mm-hmm. now she's stuck there and she has to write the book. Mm-hmm. And she's alone with her thoughts. Mm-hmm. She can hear them now. Which is why I feel like um, uh, Good Damage. Good da- I good was going to say good, good Damage. Season 6 had a lot yeah. of good episodes because Good Damage is great. Good Damage and Stupid Piece of Shit. Those are the two episodes yeah. I would tell someone to watch if they're like, I want to watch BoJack Horseman, but only two episodes, and they have to be at about depression. If it was specifically like that, I'd be like, watch Stupid Piece of Shit first, mm-hmm. because it's the dark side of depression. 
And then good damage is what you can do. Yes. What you can do about yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, good when I when I good depression I think resonated with me the first time I watched it too, but it like really struck me the second time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Cuz or good depression, good damage. Um, cuz I know you've been there too, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. As a writer, oh, it's, it's yeah. tough. So so the, I was just like no, I I get exactly what she's what she's thinking. It's like, what's the point of all of this if I can't use it? Like, then I just suffered for nothing. Yeah. And it's like you didn't, but you're trying to use it in like a a way that you don't need to use it. And that's why, out of all of Princess Carolyn's motivational speeches, her best one is like a couple sentences to Diane right there, mm-hmm. where it says, "Well, maybe this book will do that." Yeah, and, and and then it all comes back together when um, she's talking to Guy's son. He's like, stupid because this is this. But when such, 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 because this, that, that, like, that was real, right? Yeah. Like, like he could feel like he could relate to that on a realistic level. Yeah. Because Diane was writing that from a realistic level. Yeah, because... And even though, even though it's like a silly, like, you know, middle school girl book series... There's a lot of real elements from Diane's own personality that it, she could incorporate into it. It's how it's Diane's realization that she herself isn't going to be enough to change the world, but she can create a character based around the situations that she's dealt with in real life to kind of motivate a mm-hmm. younger generation to do better. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like, in a way, she walks away the best out of all five. Oh, oh yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. Like Princess Carolyn, you know, she she gets what she fucking deserves. She, oh yeah, which is the world. Yeah. I'm so happy for her, dude. The scene of little baby Ruthie running in the background of the wedding. Yeah, I was just like oh, Ruthie is the most adorable fucking baby. In it's any just fucking... a little fucking baby porcupine. <laughs> so when she's not crying and she has that little face, like. Yeah, just kind of looking around. She loves looking at Todd, too. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so great. Yeah, like, she got what she deserved. Todd is, like, finally using that destructive energy on, like, a fully correct path. He always end up ends up in the right situation eventually, but this time he's, like, directing that energy towards it by yeah. the end. Uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's finally starting to not be a piece of fucking garbage. Uh, <laughs> but pretty much, him, my personal theory is when Bojack gets out of jail... He does have to spend the rest of his life, him and Mr. Peanut Butter, just them two. But it's gonna work home. out. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it'll work out. They just because watch- I was gonna say with Bojack, it's just like Bojack's finally like faced all the bullshit of his past, and he's suffered the repercussions for it. Yeah. So now he can truly get better, and like you don't know what's gonna happen. There could still be some more bad times, and I'm glad the show like makes a point to uh, make it so that yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah. And that's okay, because that's life. They even, without, like, just the closure of, well, the closure of no closure at the end of the episode. Yes. Even before that, they let you know with, um, because I love how in the final episode, Bojack has a conversation with all the other main characters. Mm -hmm. And Todd's conversation with Bojack is the most important. Yeah, Diane's the conversation is, on the beach. Diane's is great because it ends the show perfectly. But yes, that was, yes, yes, because Todd was... Especially because at the start, Todd was, like, really dependent on Bojack because yeah. he crashed at his house. And Todd eventually, like, breaks off from that yeah. and becomes his own person and understands, like, he shouldn't be around Bojack like that. Yeah. 
and he sees through the bu- he sees through the bullshit more than anyone else yeah. when it comes to BoJack. Yeah, which which is what I love about Todd. Oh my god, I just had a fucking realization. Mm-hmm. Remember the speech Diane gives um, BoJack when she drops him off at rehab about her friend that she was shitty. The the friend was shitty to Diane, but mm-hmm. she loved her. So when she was at her worst, she would be there for her. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, Diane did that for Bojack that time. Every time Bojack is genuinely struggling, not just like a, I fucked up and now I feel sad about it. Like, he's actually struggling. Todd does go out of his way. He does. Help him he does. He does love him. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. And and I just, I Todd, Todd's a very, like, pure character, which ends up putting him in a lot of shitty situations. Yeah. That, that are a lot of the time his fault as well. But it always ends up, you know, working out for him. And like I said, like by the last season, he kind of puts that energy. He actually uses that energy to his favor, mm-hmm. and ends up putting him in a better situation overall. Like he has a girlfriend that is perfect for him, that is absolutely fucking perfect for him. But I also love that <laughs> the finale doesn't address whether or not they're still together. Together, yeah, because it didn't need to be addressed. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're still together or not. Yeah, Todd is still good. It's mm-hmm. all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And he's he's just moving forward. And he was actually able to talk with his mom, and though things aren't perfect, they're talking again. Yeah. And it's just, it felt like one of those realistic things. And the thing with the hokey pokey. Yeah, I was about to bring I up fucking, the hokey pokey. I fucking love it, that. It, sometimes when I'm sad, I do think about it. So pretty much the general consensus of this speech is um, the hokey pokey is not about the hokey pokey. Yeah. Because, you know, you put your right foot in, you put your right right foot out, you put it in, you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn turn yourself yourself around. around. That's That's what it's all about. It's not about the hokey pokey. So you're going to go in and out and in and out of situations all the time. But as long as you turn yourself around, that's all you need to do. Yeah, that that seems honestly beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> like, like it was. That was a gorgeous scene. And it also has a great joke where he's like, "I was doing the co- hokey pokey with my coworkers." Yeah, yeah, because they, because, because, um, what was his name? Jorge. <laughs> he brought it up. He was like, uh, he runs a daycare, but he calls them his coworkers. So I don't really know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they just kind of like call back to it. Yeah. And it's just like, oh god, yes, Todd, and and it and it's it's beautiful to see Todd in a situation where like he can actually talk to Bojack and Bojack is actually listening. Yeah, because in season one, Todd would say stuff, and regardless if it was just some silly bullshit idea Todd had, or like he was saying something serious or something that he really wanted to do, Bojack would kind of like brush it off or it, bullshit him away. It wasn't even just Bojack; it was kind of shut up. Todd was the consensus of the first three seasons. <laughs> oh yeah, for everyone, yeah. Yeah. And then once you get to that second half of stuff, Todd really starts progressing as a character. It's That's a, right around the time you start seeing more of like, oh, he's he's asexual. Yeah. I uh, think it, it's season four where he's going through yeah. that arc officially. Yeah, because it's it, revealed at the end of season three, you kind of, they don't say it. Well, they, I think they, I think Emily does say it. She doesn't say, she says it at the start of season four. Yeah, that's right. She at the just end, implies it. Yeah, they, they bring it up. He's like, I don't know. I don't think I fall into any of those categories yeah you're just kind of like oh. oh that's why season four is so fantastic yeah season four is a very good season so it's like the plots of season four are mr peanut butter is running for governor while him and diane struggle with their re- relation their marriage mm-hmm. uh, princess carolyn is trying to have a baby with 
the third best relationship she was in. Yeah. Second being Todd, first being Julia. Okay, okay. If you're if we're counting Todd, yes, third yeah. best. Okay. Yeah. If Fair we're enough. not counting Todd, Ralph is second best. Ralph easily. is second best, yeah. Yeah. But okay. um uh and then Bojack is dealing with a girl who shows up who might be his DNA daughter. DNA test proved that they are related. So the whole season, it's so fantastic because it deals with Bojack trying to find this girl's mother and dealing with his his own cruel mother who's uh, kind of not there anymore. Yeah. 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 But still manages to fucking suck. Oh, my God. Dude. Even when that bitch had dementia. <laughs> Dude, so I that that's what I'm sorry. That's what really killed me. That bitch. <laughs> there's so much foreshadowing. There's so much foreshadowing I'm like, of it. This bitch. <laughs> so um, in the theme song when they're finally added, you see both of them by the coffee maker. Oh, by coffee maker. Um, there's a lot of times where. Beatrice will walk up to Hollyhock and hand her coffee. Coffee, yeah. And especially the one that I noticed is when they're trying to get the doll back. Um, and Mr. Peanut Butter smells Beatrice to try and look for the scent. He's running around. He goes up, picks a coffee cup up, smells it, tosses it, runs off. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so dude. They, yeah, she... she. Okay. Um, yeah, explain it. Well, I want to talk about it because we've kind of like gone over like bits and pieces of each character. Yeah. But when we get to Bojack, I want to talk about it season by season. Cause, oh, okay. Because I want to do like that arc by arc kind of basis. I'm, I totally agree. All right. So so we'll, we're, we're about to get to it right now because we right. pretty much talked about... We said Mr. Peanut Butter. We said Princess Carolyn. We talked about Diane and her depression. Todd and his growth. Is there any like anyone else you want to like notably bring? Oh, Sarah Lynn. Let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Okay. Uh, before I move along, I just want to uh, correct something. Ryan just told me no, the, the, the the Halloween episode was in season five. He had the proof. Gina, uh, Bojack's current romance interest situationship was there. She was not in season six. It was season five. Bro, I told you that <laughs> off recordings. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it doesn't have to turn into a debate because you're right. It was just like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but I just didn't want to like, just correct you. No, no, it's whatever. <laughs> but, um, so Sarah Lynn. Um, it's because it's I watched, like, fucking... Um, yeah, you, you, I, I watched, hard. like, half a season a day. Yeah. And then for last night, I watched the, the last six episodes of season five. In the first eight episodes of season six. Yeah. So I just kind of like watched them all in one straight shot. Five flowing into six is really good. Yeah. So I just kind of did all. And then I watched the last. So I was just like, no, oh, it was season six. No, it was, it was, it was just later in season five. So, yeah. um, <laughs> did you, uh, did you ever think about how, um, oh, by the way, if, if by now you got this far in the episode and you haven't watched Bojack Horseman, please Stop right here, because we are going to get into the heavy shit. So please, do yourself a favor. Stop right here. Come back to it when you're done. But here we go. Um, did you ever think about how crazy it is that the music video for Prickly Muffin took place in a planetarium? 
and she died in a planetarium. Shut the fuck up. We all watched that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because Marilyn pointed that out, and then we played that episode. The first, oh, first she time, called it. She first called time it. we watched it. Okay, because so it was in the it was in the the rewatch leading up to the final okay. final episodes. Damn, she called it. Yeah. Fuck. It's the show's amazing like that. Like, there's a lot of almost nothing happens for um, no reason. Like mm-hmm. the heroine being Bojack kills. The episode oh, with the heroine calling being called Bojack kills. Mm-hmm. Even though Sarah Lynn was on a downward spiral, and part of it, the beginning of it did happen to be part of Bojack's fall, even though we don't know for certain if the alcohol that she drank at Horse and Around mm-hmm. did in fact lead we her don't down know. the path. We don't know. But regardless, he's always been a factor of her life. Mm-hmm. And even though if he never ran into her, she could have just overdosed on her own. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah, don't definitely. know that. And it's safe to say Bojack killed her. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Regardless. Regardless, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what you think, Bojack did in fact kill her. Yep. Um, and it's one of those things where it, it it just sucks because you're like, yeah, you wanted to see her do better. Yeah. But but the more you think about those those episodes leading up to that and watching them, you're just like, she wasn't coming back from that. Yeah. Some. If it wasn't going to be then, it could have been before that. If it wasn't before that, it could have been some point after whenever, that. Whenever, she was not making it out. Whenever people say, but she was sober, I'm like, yeah, with the intent of getting really fucked up the, the begin- next time. Yeah, she she mentioned that. Yeah. And also, her whole house was laced with fucking drugs. Yeah. But, like, oh, I'm going to give quick props to her. Like, going nine months of sobriety with your house laced Made of drugs? Jesus. Pure fucking willpower at that point. Yeah. She wanted to get fucked up. Oh, yeah. So, for those who are a little confused, again, why the fuck are you listening? <laughs> Go watch the show. But, for my watchers who haven't seen in a minute, um, if you recall, this bitch's house was, like, laced in different drugs. Yeah. Like, she, like, like these are pills. Yeah. These are, what was it, like, the the wallpaper was LSD. Yeah, and she punched the, the wall. The, the like, drywall is crystal meth. meth. Oh, oh no, nope, that's drywall. <laughs> I love how later on. What was episode, like the? Like, it was like the something coated something. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was something. Coated. Like, it was like, is this yogurt color? <laughs> it was like Xanax, right? Or yeah, it was like Xanax coated Xanax. Xanax. Or bike it in. Yeah, something like. It was. And it was just like Jesus Christ, lady, and she had like them deliver beer straight to her house. Yeah. Yeah, she was planning to get wasted before Bojack showed up. Yeah. Like, like, she happened to go out because that night she was, or that bender, because they were, they were on a bender for like a fucking month. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, because she was having it with Bojack in that letter to the Bojack brand heroine, um, that Bojack had no, like, hand in actually making i want to know yeah and it just, just used him as a mascot and it's like some people are like why didn't he get a get, get rid of it I'll, I'll be honest there's sometimes i open up my glove compartment in my car and i'm like oh shit i forgot about this like yeah. i throw shit in there and i forget about it i think my switch is in my glove compartment right oh now oh my <laughs> god <laughs> jesus but but yeah it was one of those things and it's like um 
that's why that particular time she ended up dying. But if it wasn't going to be that, it was going to be... So, her house was drug-laced. Yeah. It's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory it, it, for a fucking drug addict. It's sad if halfway through the month they didn't leave on, like, a fucking road trip across the fucking country. Um, they probably would have happened sooner in that home. Oh, yeah. They were just watching horsing around and mm. doing more drugs and, and mistaking shit for drywall. And he would have gotten away with it there. Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. There would be no excuse. Her house was laced in drugs. Yep. There wouldn't be any reason anybody who had seen them together. Oh, because they would have just been in the house. Yep. You wouldn't have had to. The most fucked up thing he did was while this woman was overdosing to cover his tracks, he called, called her. He called himself with her phone. And then went outside and waited 17, 17 minutes. 17. Xerox of a Xerox. She, she, she died at the hospital. The first time that was revealed, like, it doesn't have as big of an impact the second time because the first time... That's one of the things, yeah, the first time you're just like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what do you mean 17 minutes? What do you mean she died at the hospital? It's brought up in conversation and he's like, you know, trying to bat it away and she keeps pressing. But meanwhile, you're sitting there and you're like, did this bitch just say 17 minutes? And she died at the hospital. Yeah. That means... More than within that 17 minutes, they might have been able to save her. Yeah. So that's why I say in this particular situation, yeah, Bojack is definitely heavily implicated into this. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to say this is the reason why she stopped being sober. Because yeah. that's not, that's clearly not fucking true. It, it's sadder that if he had called, that could have been the awakening and we would have had a healthy Sarah Lynn. It's more. It's a weird situation where if he never contacted her, she would have relapsed and possibly overdosed and died on her own. Mm-hmm. But this situation, even though she overdosed, Bojack had the opportunity to possibly save her and possibly bring her back around. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think about it, and she did overdose at Adam Levine's Halloween party. Mm. It's like... It was kind of like just her destiny at that point. Yeah. Which is sad, but I think one thing that this show does really well that they they don't they don't go back on is the idea that um, not everything is gonna get closure. Yeah. The closure is that there's no closure, and I think that's something good to be represented in like media, especially TV. Because not everything in real life is going to give you closure. And that's okay. You don't need closure for everything. And I see a lot more people bringing it up lately. Especially my, my, my girlfriend talks about it a lot. Modina talks about it a lot. You don't need closure for someone. Like mainly like like relationship wise. Whether that be a romantic relationship or like a friendship that just kind of ends badly. You don't need closure from that person. Yeah. If that just ends the way it ends. That's how it ends. Yeah. And you have to accept that and move on. And one like the big thing like one of the like cleanest examples of that in bojack is um his relationship with herb oh yeah like he gets zero closure from that mm-hmm. he did because he didn't deserve it he didn't he did not deserve it he fucked up he it sucks he should have called her bluff he oh yeah that that, sh- that shit made me furious too yeah. i was just like are you fucking shitting me and i wasn't mad just for like bojack really i was mad for her yeah. because it was just like are you fucking serious yeah this man didn't have to f- are you fucking serious yeah. like it, it's it's crazy 
Um, on a positive side of Sarah Lynn, what is your favorite Sarah Lynn moment? My favorite Sarah Lynn moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides the infamous, suck a dick, dumb shit. <laughs> I think it's just a prickly muffin video. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> like that song in itself is just like, Jesus, Sarah Lynn. Oh, man. I think... Are like, they- like fondest moment is probably that. I don't want to say most iconic. Yeah. Because I want to say most iconic is her uh, last performance, so to speak. Um, mm. The mm. Her, her rendition of Don't Stop Dancing. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm talking po- pre-death. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm saying I'm yeah. saying for fondest for me. If we're yeah. talking most iconic is that. But fondest for me is Prickly Muffin. I'm glad the first time when Gina played it, the first time I heard it, I was like, a song? And then when Sarah Lynn sang it, I was like, oh. And then the second time I, wa- I like, or, you know, once I rewatched Gina singing it, I'm like, it's it's a perfect song. Yeah. Perfect number. And I'm glad both the girls that Bojack hurt the most. Yeah. Saying that song. Yeah. Yeah, G- yeah, Gina was really fucked up from that. Gina, and it's really sad seeing that one episode, um, the a quick one while he's away, where you see her trauma from that, mm-hmm. and everybody just makes her out like she's some stuck-up bitch. bitch. Yeah, like she's crazy and just really hard to work with. Yeah, and I'm so glad. It's because that traumatic event got so... Under I'm, so, a rug. I'm so glad Kelsey still cast her. Oh yeah, and it and it sucks that she was pressured into feeling that way because when Bojack was just like, "I'm gonna tell the truth, I did something bad," which is good, he should yeah. want to tell the truth, but it sucks that she felt pressured into having to tell him, "Don't do that," because then my career is going to be based off what you did to me. Yeah, and that's it. That's just gonna be who I am. Yeah, you and I will always be like connected through that thing. It's it's basically like what happens in Hollywood and music industry, especially way too much with a man in power. But instead of awful awful things to do to a woman, he does something just awful but different. Strangles her. Yeah. He. It could have been a lot worse. I'm, Which. Oh yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it happened on set where there were several people watching them to yeah. stop it from fucking happening. One good thing Mr. Peanut Butter did was stop that shit. Oh yeah. I will yeah. always applaud him. He was like, "All right, that's enough." All right. Just, Yo, the way he, yeah, say, yeah. he says it. Oh yeah. And he like, ran, yeah. If he was an angrier person, he would have socked the shit out of him. Oh, like, hundred oh, percent. Like, yeah. Like Mr. Peanut Butter's. A be- I think Mr. Peanut Butter is is. He, he, he definitely represents that like untrained dog kind yeah. of motif yeah. where it's just like he thinks he's always doing good when he's in fact just doing real bad low-key but he's always just like well i'm happy and positive but he wants to be good and wants to think that he is that is the perfect i've never heard it explained so well untrained Un- untrained dog, dog. yeah because yeah, it's like he's jumping all over the place not respecting people's like, boundaries i i love flea I love Flea. Of course. But I kind of fucked up in his training, man. <laughs> like that, that nigga loved to just, oh, no. Get up in your face. Yeah. Yeah, be careful about slamming IPAs on the table. Oh, slam what I want to. <laughs> oh. Why are you always using Sight. that old man voice? Sight. Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> Side note, I really appreciated uh, Terry. 
I think it's <laughs> Terry. Mm. It was something like that. Mm. I really appreciated the whole bit of them showing up to it. It's really fucked up, but them showing up to his AA meetings. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the third time, it's just like that bitch really needed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my god. All right. Um. So for 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 this last long stretch of section. We're gonna really talk about Bojack, but, but but first. Oh, oh yes, yes. I'm I, sorry. No, I'm, no, I'm no. Not you're sorry. It's uh, when you brought up Prickly Muffin, it re- reminded me of Pr- Prickly Muffin is up there. And, I already know what you're okay, about to do. So Prickly Muffin is right there. I already know what he's about Kyle to do. Kyle and the kids is like right above Prickly Muffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kyle and the kids. She's married to him. There's nothing you can do, Kyle and the kids. It's so fucking great but the best song in bojack horseman that is an original song because there are some masterpieces quick shout outs and we're talking about music quick shout out to the use of stars at the end of season three mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard the whole song i don't think i have you I should have. i should go back and my perception it. of it is um the depress it is about being like the the trauma and depression about being a celebrity. Mm. It's it's tough. Um, and horse with no name at the at the beginning of season three. Okay. The cover. Yeah. It, it's very well done. There's a lot of good music. Some original songs. An original one is um, I will always think of you with the dragonfly. Oh really? That's there. That's an original one. I'm pretty yeah. positive. That's a beautiful song. It's I've listened to the whole thing like so many times. It it that's is the a- whole part, but. That's a beautiful song. It's so good. If you guys want to, if you guys have listened this far, what the fuck? But if you're still not sure about the show. Please watch just, the fucking show. Just, for the love of God. Listen to the <laughs> beginning of the soundtrack. A lot, the second half of the soundtrack is a lot of the underwater episode. But that's fantastic. We'll talk about that. Mm. But, all right. This is... I think the hardest song in Bojack Horseman. I already know what he's fucking about to do. We we know it as brap brap pew pew. Stop. But on Spotify, it's get dat fetus, kill dat fetus. <laughs> this is it. Before we even before we even ever get big, we are shut the fuck down. Four episodes shy of a hundred. This is the one. <laughs> All right, so. This is a song from a dolphin named Sextina Aquafina singing about her abortion Pop that star. she is not actually having. Yep. Yeah. I won't spoil the details because that's a really good part. It, it is. But, um, oh, this song, Loki Go Hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm a baby killer. Baby killing makes me horny. Oh, no. Aliens inside me. Gonna squish, gonna squash it like Sigourney. <laughs> no. Get that fetus, kill that fetus, get that fetus, kill that fetus. Brap, brap, pew, pew, brap, brap, pew, pew. Oh my pew. god. Alright, you ready for this? Yes. Yo, all I wanna do is brap, brap, pew, pew. A bang, bang, a boom, boom, from the womb to the tomb. <laughs> my god. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Fuck. I'm this a, is why Republicans just hate abortion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dolphin doll face. Bitches in my crawl space. Have abortion sometimes? No. 
I'ma have abortions always. Get that fetus, kill that fetus. Get that fetus, kill that fetus. Brap, brap, pew, pew, brap, brap, pew, pew. And then it gets to the outro part where she like sings. And she, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do it. And it's like, and sometimes I do have doubts and it's hard to sleep. I think about my child's heartbeat and oh, it makes me weep. Tell it. <laughs> oh my god. I hope and pray to God that my little, little fetus has a soul. Because I want it to feel pain when I eject it from my hole. Jesus. And then, then it goes to like a really fucking like dubstepy part. <laughs> and then you hear like, ah! and like, meh, meh. like in the background of it, it's like, boom, yeah. <laughs> The crazy part about this, um, <laughs> the episode where this banger. song comes off. So Diane was the one getting an abortion and she wasn't making a big deal about it. Her, Mr. Peanut Butter, just like, get an abortion. We should get an abortion. She, at this current time, was a social media coordinator. <laughs> so she, you know, made status uh, updates for a lot of famous people. Fun fact. In the beginning of the season, where that is, um, she talks about how she accidentally dropped her phone on the floor, and Bojack's Instagram tweeted a photo of her back on the floor with the caption "Spudgib," and it became a hit. Right before the season dropped on Bo the Bojack Horseman Instagram, a picture of a bathroom floor with the caption "Spudgib." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so she's talking and she's distracted. So as she's talking to people in this current scene, what she's saying, she's posting as a status update for these celebrities. And when she talks about the abortion, <laughs> she posted on 16 of Aquafina's uh, uh, account. So now everyone thinks this dolphin, this dolphin pop star is getting an abortion. So that's why they have to roll with the lie of her getting an abortion because it could, you know, help her career. She's publicizing it. Da 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 da. The plot eventually like keeps evolving and Diane gets more and more uncomfortable because Sextina's like treating it like, yeah, I'm really getting an abortion and this and that. You wouldn't understand. It's like, but you're not getting an abortion. So why the fuck are you acting like this? And it eventually gets to a point where she's like. I'm gonna live stream my abortion. <laughs> and it's just like, holy fuck, man. This has gone way too fucking far. Was it? They got, they, I forget what the name, but they got a really famous, like, horror movie, like, good with blood, like, person for the special effects. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, fuck. But I say all of this to set up when Diane goes to the clinic, right? <laughs> to go, to go get her actual abortion. She runs to this this young girl in her teens. Dan's Dan's in her thirties, you know. So she's she's an she's an older older woman. She's not old, but she, you know she's up there. She's 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 a woman. It's also worth noted that Sixteen Aquafina is a teenage pop star. Yes, that too. So as she's talking to this young girl in the clinic, she's kind of just like, isn't it crazy how she's like glamorizing this? And she brought up the the part of the I hope my baby has yeah, a soul, soul. so i gonna so it feels pain when i eject it from this hole and the girl's like you know she's just kidding right like she's not actually serious you know that right and she's pretty much what the girl was summing it up to was just like it's nice to have that comfort of just like 
someone out there can uh how do i explain it um you know what's interesting i guess a better a good way to relate it is i just realized it's somewhat of a foreshadowing of diane's writer's block in the sixth season yes because diane's sitting there abortion is a serious thing if we're going to talk about it yes 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 she's sitting there trying to write a serious set of essays when in reality she can put her realism into a light-hearted yes, version. Yes, that's of it. exactly that, and that that was the thing, which is why you see a lot of jokes like that in real life, because you know people don't want to be fucking bummed out about this shit constantly. Yeah, which is why, like, I feel like our generation has a lot of that darker humor, is because that at this point all you can do is laugh to escape from like the horrifying reality that is a lot of shit that happens in real life. Yeah. And that's the whole point, which is kind of like the whole point of like a lot of dark humor is to kind of like give you a moment to breathe from what that reality actually is while still addressing that reality. Yeah. And that's what, ironically, Sextina Sextina Aquafina's song represented to a lot of these girls going to get abortions despite everything that was happening to them. I think the biggest joke of it all is to Sextina, it was kind of a joke. Yeah, that's that's why yeah. I say ironically yeah. because she was not that was never her intention yeah. <laughs> and she was not taking that shit seriously at all. Oh yeah. But it just happened to work out that way for a lot of these girls and it made them more comfortable to go through with a decision they just yeah. felt like they needed to make in their lives at that time. And Diane's just like, "Huh. Hmm. I never even thought about it that way." Also, the the the, the live streamed abortion Goes over really fucking well. <laughs> like, even Diane's like, wow. <laughs> that was very informative. And at the end of the episode, Sextina Aquafina finds out that she is actually pregnant and she's actually going to keep the baby. You know, um, every rewatch of the show, the first time I watched it, I was just like, I was like, Princess Carolyn, can't you understand Diane's point of view? And then. Because you don't find out about any miscarriage until two seasons later. And you're just like, oh. Or, no, because that's one season later. Because that was season three. Yeah, it's it's around that point. You're just kind of like, also around that point, regardless, Princess Carolyn's trying to have a baby. Yeah. So she's just kind of like, well, what the fuck, Diane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I really like their friendship uh, because it's like Diane is fighting for the greater good but princess carolyn has been through the fight oh yeah and it's yeah, really yeah. sad to think about as a whole but princess carolyn helps give diane some footing sometimes where mm-hmm. it's like diane she sees the potential in diane she sees that diane can change lives but diane wants to change all the lives yeah which is how why she wanted to make that book so yeah. serious and which is left her stuck it which is which is so fucking realistic i have to say like sometimes you sit there and you're like i want this story to have this big impact and i want it to represent this and i want it to mean this to the point where you just get stuck yeah and you can't write anything just write what you you feel comes naturally from you and just accept that's uh, as what it is you're gonna you're gonna progress a lot a lot quicker and you're gonna progress farther than if you just kind of stick stay stuck on this like it has to be this yeah it doesn't have to be that like what you feel is going to come out naturally through your writing 
That's um. That's why I haven't completely written out the ending of Aquabug, nor have I given it any philosophy. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna worry about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's why recently when I'm writing another random tale, it's kind of gone over a lot better for me. Just because I have just been writing what comes from the heart more more often than not. So a lot of the philosophy is just kind of me like mulling over stuff. Like I always talk about like people talking about sympathetic villains and like yeah. villains that are just evil for the cause and this and that. I always like to discuss that stuff. So a lot of like my writing in terms of like plot kind of revolves around those questions. And I do kind of lean more towards an answer. That's just because how I feel. But I also try to make it that, make it more so that um, that's not a hundred percent the correct answer, and that answer could use some rework via the influence of the antagonist, which is what I feel like a sympathetic villain should do. Like they're not right, but they have a point. Yeah. You know how a lot of people are just like, man, this villain do got a point. Like, yeah, they do, but like what they're doing is still a bad fucking thing. They're a bad guy for a reason, but they do have a point. And you should kind of like rethink how you view the world because of those actions. But you shouldn't go through it with their like Madara had a point. Yeah. He shouldn't have fucking done what he did what he did. <laughs> like, like he had a point. It's like Killmonger had a point. Shouldn't have fucking tried to do what he did. Yeah. <laughs> and which is why Black Panther incorporates some of like his ideals into future plans. Yeah. Minus the let's kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Everything but the killing. Yeah. Bro, I'm gonna be honest. This conversation, I'm after the podcast, I'm gonna tell you. I came up with the absolute two endings of Aquaman. Ooh! The absolute two ways to end it. Okay. All right, but 